In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to CORE. This is the CORE podcast for Thursday, July 8th, 2021. Uh, Talking video games, the world of gaming, and much more. I'm uh, here, uh, Scott Johnson, of course, with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger, and uh, we're about to give it to you. Uh, X-Gun, give it to you, because DMX passed away, so we're in charge now. We've been past the baton, and we have to give it to you, is what I was was told. That's my understanding. Uh, So we'll see how that goes. Uh, boys, there's much to talk about, much to share and discuss. We were gone last week because I was at a family reunion for the 4th of July holiday here in the United States, and uh, it was fine. Not too much drama. Everything kind of went fine. Um, and all I could play, the only video game I could play was Mario Golf. So while you oh, were here... good for you. Yeah, but it was. But while you guys were here with your fancy PCs and your and your whatnots playing, you know, whatever whatever your heart desired over the weekend, I was like, well, I guess I'm playing Mario Golf. That's what I'll be playing today. I like that you say that like it's a setup for an excuse of, hey, I didn't play very much, and your list is still longer than both <laughs> yeah, Bose for so- and mine gonna- put together. <laughs> like, guys, I gotta s- tell you, I had zero time, didn't play anything, just Mario Golf, just, yeah. that's, that's it. Yeah. Well, that and these 13 other games that we're going to talk about, but, uh, yeah. you know. We took you a guys... week off. It's 14 days. It's a lot of time. It's a, a lot, lot of time. time yeah, though, you're not wrong, John. And I, and I got home, and I went crazy, basically. <laughs> I didn't even put in here how much, uh, how much uh, Shipbreaker I played, which, which was a ton. I ended up streaming it. I ended up 
just wrecking some ships. It was great. Made all kinds of money. Uh, did all sorts of cool stuff in space. It was great. I didn't even put that on this list. So that tells you that uh, I was really jonesing. And when I got home, boy, did Jones come to the party or something like that. All right, let's, let's do this. Hey, we got to talk about all the big news. Speaking of switches, uh, the Nintendo Switch OLED was announced. Uh, the OLED Switch, basically, they call it, which is a terrible name and dumb. Um, it makes me feel like old lady, like old lady, like old lady, lady switch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't love the OLED. Like OLED, OLED's definitely uncool. Well, it's cool from a tech perspective, but it's not cool for a name. It's horrible for a name. Yeah, I just mean no, phonetically the way just, it hits your ear. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. OLED. Yeah. It's like just it. there's no creativity behind it. It's right. like what is it called? The Switch OLED. What's the new feature about it? An OLED screen. <laughs> it's got an OLED screen. Yeah, so that's, what, that's what we got. Yeah, it's just no originality whatsoever. To it. I've already seen the joke going around Twitter. The Nintendo Switch CRT, where it's just this big old fat thing <laughs> and a big rounded <laughs> screen on it, and is uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, um, but it's. I don't know. It's fine. That's yeah, fine. fine. If you're going to buy a Switch comes new. comes in two yeah. colors, Scott. Yeah. What is OLED exactly? OLED like, stands for, um, well, I know the LED is. It's O-L-E-D. Hold, hold on. Oh. Gosh dang it. OLED. What? I know this. And I, it's just leaving my, me brain. Here it is. Oxidized. <laughs> Close. Organic light emitting diode or organic LED. So the big, here's the, here's alive? the big here's the big takeaway. I mean, it's not like a this. colorful booger. It's not a lot. Like yes, like a colorful booger. No, it's like all right. Let me give you the basics of it. Uh, the real difference between this and LEDs is LEDs. All of the lights that are behind every single little LED light that shines on your television or your computer screen uh-huh. is on all the time, on some form of on not off. Mm. So if you're getting mm. black, it's on, but it's at its darkest state. If you're getting right. blue or green or red or any combination of thereof, it's some level of these different pixels being lit at different levels to produce the color you're looking for. OLED, the big difference between OLED and, and LED is that they turn off when they need to. So when there's black, there's no light being emitted. It's just straight black, which is why everyone always says, oh, the blacks on this TV are incredible. It's because they are. It's, it eliminates any of that oh, gray. I owe a lot of friends apologies because I called <laughs> a lot of people racist. Wakanda forever. May, may not have been <laughs> quite saying what I thought they were. Oh, well, now, see, now you know, and you can do better moving down the road. You'll be fine. But it's, uh, it is impressive. I have a television now that has this technology, and it's, and it's really cool. Um, the downside, and the reason you don't see this in PC monitors very much, everyone always asks, why aren't there more LED computer monitors? And it's a simple answer. LED monitor, excuse me, computer monitors are like on all the time, right? People just leave them on. Whether they run a screensaver or not, they're just on. And this technology, like plasma and some older techs, get burn in if you let something sit too long. So just know that going into your, is it, your does it help world. with battery life to have it does it is pixels, less power uh, consumption well let me put it this way less power consumption on your TVs and stuff and in theory less power consumption on the switch but because it's also larger this is a seven inch screen as opposed to the six point two whatever the last one was uh it 
it it would in theory use less power, but because that screen's bigger, they have less battery in the device itself, and so the net result is it's the same battery life as the previous Switch. Okay. So that's kind of a bummer. Because um, I was hoping yeah. that would be one of the features. Because at the end of the day, you're like, well, all right, as a Switch owner, what are you doing to compel me to want this thing? I like the black and white. That's a cool color scheme. What else? Okay, the screen's beautiful and large. Seven inches is really big. Uh, it has... Um, uh, Hi, Steven Dorf. Yeah. It, it, it has a new uh, proper kickstand in the back. It's like... Uh, stable one without the one little side kickstand thing so there's some like nice little features like that the new dock is a little more i don't know uh sturdy looking and it has an input directly for um 10 base you know like 10 base tcap 5 cable for your network instead of having to rely only on on wi-fi that's a big bump other than that though it's for the pretty it's the same right yeah it's the same the controllers are the same everybody's freaking out because if the controllers are truly the same then this problem with drift that everybody has is not going away, potentially. Um, what else? It's it's uh, nothing else has really changed. Uh, and this isn't a light. This is a full switch. Like full switch. Can, yeah. A lot of the use cases, you plug it into the thing and put it in a TV. Correct. Yeah. That, like I, I don't. Yeah. I just wonder what percentage of the time the average user uses the OLED versus the. No lead. Well, <laughs> well, no. That's <laughs> the a, other lead. <laughs> see, that's um, a that's a really yeah. good good point with this thing because if it, the biggest improvements here are on the portability front, a hundred percent. Because otherwise, you just dock it and you don't even see the screen. And there's no CPU bump. There is a memory bump. It's thirty or sixty four gig of storage versus thirty two in the previous model. So that's cool, I guess. Um, I mean, I added a card to mine anyway, so it wouldn't have mattered, but. Um, the, but, but Ram CPU graphics capability, all that stuff, the same, no change, which makes sense from a software parity standpoint. You don't want to, you know, split your player base because you got better stuff on this one or whatever. I understand why they do that. However, when the only real massive improvement is the display itself, uh, I don't know why, if you already had a switch, you would want to grab this. This seems like money you don't need to spend. Yeah, um, I almost feel like, I don't know, I already am not the right demographic to be sold a Switch anyway, because I saw the Switch and went, well, I hope they do a portable version, and then I got a Switch Lite. Yeah. Um, but it made me, like, I want the Nintendo Switch Lite OLED, yeah. you know? Like, I don't care about, especially when the only technology you're putting in is essentially when it is in the portable handheld mode. Yeah. Like, to me, this should have been a bigger permanently handheld version of it would have made a bit more sense to me. Yeah. Even same size handheld, even if they just said, Hey, the light now has an OLED screen in it and um, it's the same size and we're going to save you some battery life and it's beautiful and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That's all. I mean, hundred percent with you on this, but then I remembered this is Nintendo and this is what Nintendo does. They go, Hey, what if we made a slight iteration of the thing everyone already has and then they'll sell all of them. So this is like 3DS XL to me. That's how this feels. Now, you might say, well, that was purely portable, and this is like this weird combo and blah. Yeah, no, no, I get it. They have that weird twist this time. But at the end of the day, this is that iteration. They are applying their old portable iteration um, technique to the main line switch and saying, here's a bigger one. (laughs) And it's the same otherwise, but here you go. Like that. That is what they're doing. 
and they're going to sell a ton of these. Not to me, not to you, but there'll be a lot of people either who are on the fence before or just can't wait to have the latest thing or got to have that screen or whatever. And Maybe to me. people get it. You know, I want to play Metroid Dread. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That's a good point. Maybe. Yeah. It's, it, I'm thinking about it. Yeah. And it'll look good. Like, here's the problem. A lot of games on, on, on portable mode are locked at like 720p, but you don't care because it's portable and it doesn't, you, you know, it looks fine. Yeah. Um, but on a seven inch OLED, you're starting to get to the point where maybe you wish it would do at least 1080p or higher. Like, I don't know. There's a yeah. lot of, there's a lot of things you wish about this and, and, and a lot of things about it that are kind of neat. But for the most part, to me, it's like, I don't, I don't, I think that where people are just nonplussed by it, like, I don't get it. Why would they? I'm like, you have not followed Nintendo for very long. This is what they freaking do. And the naming. Yeah, there's a bad. lot of Nintendo like, hmm. Okay. I I mean, I have constantly been a like victim of, well, these are the two uh, colors we're launching with. And then in three months, we'll launch the one that John wanted, but he didn't wait. And so now he just has to watch everybody else get that one right like right. that happens all the time they're like hey it's the game boy color in purple and semi semi-transparent purple and you're like okay but you know do you have like a blue one or something and they're like no these are what we got and then three months down the line we got blue mm-hmm. like, ah, well that's what i get for jumping the gun <laughs> i guess yeah that's just how it goes yeah someone in the chat says i'll of course i'll be getting it i'm not getting it i don't there's I can, there are a lot of things Excuse me, I could spend 350 bucks on that I feel like would be a good addition to my gaming life and I don't think this is it. If this was like, oh, it's a double the CPU and everything runs at 4K or you know some other reason to to step up, great, but I already have a Switch Lite and that's as portable as I want to get and I think I'm good. I I can't and I don't want yeah. any controller drift, which I guess the lights can have that too, but they're notorious on the on the um what are they called? What do they call them? The, the standard switch, the Joy Cons. Joy Cons, thank you. That's the word yeah. I was looking for. Word, phrase, name. Uh, but watch for it coming October if you're ready for more Switcheroony. Okay, I've been talk- excited to talk about this with you guys in particular because everybody else I talk to doesn't understand why this is kind of seismic and either controversial or not. But it was announced, or I shouldn't say announced, it was uh, leaked and then immediately announced right after that by the company that Ubisoft is working on Assassin's Creed Infinity, a Assassin's Creed game as a service. Possibly the future of the entire uh, franchise is in this model, uh, from what we can tell. They pretty quickly after the leak, some more of that Jason Schreier unearthing stuff going on, um, they turned right around and had a statement. Here it is. Rather than continuing to pass the baton onto the, or sorry, from game to game, we profoundly believe. This is an opportunity for uh, one of Ubisoft's most beloved franchises to evolve into a more integrated and collaborative manner that is less centered on studios and more focused on talent and leadership, says Natalie Beauchard, Ubisoft's manager direct, managing director. Uh, she said this in a statement. Ubisoft didn't share any game features, release date, uh, confirmation about anything other than, yes, it's in the works, and yes, uh, you know, this is our philosophy moving forward on Assassin's Creed, uh, as vague as it is. So let's just, in our own little fun imaginations, talk about this for a second. Ubisoft, or sorry, Assassin's Creed as a big, potentially multiverse-connected 
uh, game as a service. And when I say that, think, I don't know. What are our examples? Destiny 2, Apex Legends, Fortnite. These are all yeah. shooters, but, you know, think that. Maybe this is this would be more this would be more appropriate to compare it to something like Anthem if Anthem hadn't crapped out and been terrible. Um, sure. But you know something that's a little less shootery. Although that game was very shootery, I can't think of it. Maybe it's closer to an MMO. In a way, it's it's uh, you know yeah, when there's more assassins than there are people to kill. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's an elusive order of seventy two thousand people running around all at once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't think of that until you just said that. I mean, I always wait for your assassination target to spawn, and then eight people just dive on him and yep. stab him all at the same time. Yep, ganking. Sorry, Bo. You're gonna. What were we gonna say? Oh, pretty much the same thing. Oh, it just. I, I guess I would say is we haven't seen what the idea is yet. It may be a good idea that we haven't thought of, but I groaned. I was face palming this whole time. Really? Really? Yeah, I was like this. I try to be because that. they could just make another game. It, why does it have to be Assassin's Creed? Well, we have to leverage brand value and then do online stuff and make sure there's microtransactions and a battle path and you yeah. know whatever else. Yeah, it's I. I they make right. beautiful open worlds. I mean, I really liked Vikings, and if they want to like be super historically accurate, like they can do that too. But. Um, like if anything, when I played Assassin, like played Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I mean, it didn't feel like an Assassin's Creed game. It felt like a Viking simulator. Like, mm-hmm. and maybe I didn't play far enough to get to the really mystical stuff, but I enjoyed it just fine as a Viking simulator. Like, I am sure I'm confused about the need to do. Like, what's the great idea? Well, right? if anything, the- if anything, uh, okay. So here's my prediction. And if my prediction's wrong, then everybody can, you know, tar and feather me. Whatever I got to do, I don't care. But here, here's my here's my take. Uh, they build a game that has persistent world stuff going on, um, instance sort of content, as well as a ton of solo stuff. Think maybe Fallout 76, but but not bad at launch. That hopefully maybe it will be bad at launch. I don't know. Um, but but that kind of thing. So do stuff by yourself. Do stuff with your friends. Some kind of hometown, home base, something that you got to build up over time or whatever. Again, I'm very Fallout 76 is the way this is feeling to me. And uh, it will be free to play, but have a ton of cosmetic stuff to buy. And that's primarily how they'll make their money. I don't think it'll be a battle pass or any kind of PvP. I think it's mostly PvE driven. And there'll be like cross, uh, you know, cross group raids and all this sort of stuff in a world like that. But it won't be set on one world. You will have Ezio's world and you'll have Valhalla's world and you'll have Origin's world and then perhaps more. But these historically accurate places that they're very good at making um, that are at the core of the series and they'll be kind of multiversed somehow. And it will actually tie more back into that animus stuff than the games do currently. Now that's not yeah, why you're probably, I go. Yeah, go ahead. You're 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 like in Warframe. You have your personal ship, your Lotus, and then you fly to the different planets. In this game, perhaps you're in Animus Land, right? And you load up a mission at various points of history and and go do it, which could be it sounds intriguing as I say it. And as you were talking, I'm like, okay, like yeah, here we go. Like there could be a good idea here. It's just I don't know. It's odd. It's I also, don't think they're gonna yeah. do it. Yeah. I like to me. Here's Here's the thing. Let me say my positive bit first. 
Assassin's Creed Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla are three games that are uh, iterations on one another. They were kind of a breath of fresh air with Origins when it came out. They were doing something different and it was really good and it has run its course like safe to say i i kind of feel like okay you've done what you've done we don't need another one of those uh because we've seen it three times now and the rule of three in video games says now you got to change it up and so i don't think it's a bad idea to look at assassin's creed and go okay well how do we change it up the problem is is i like this doesn't appeal to me at all like we need to live in a world where sometimes video games can just like be what they are and not necessarily be a service that like, no, you're going to be invested for a long time. Guess what? I don't have a long time. There's plenty of games. I invest too much time in. I don't have time to have every game be a damn journey for the rest of my life. Uh, I'm not, I'm not interested in getting into another world. Now, Scott's idea of like, Hey, you can go to, you can see, you know, Ezio's time or you can see Valhalla and you can see all these places. That's cool if I'm going to worlds that are that big and expansive. But usually what happens and what I would guess is going to happen yeah. is that once you up that scale to include multiple time periods and multiple protagonists and all of that, the world just shrinks. And yeah. it's not like, oh, you're exploring all of you know, the Greek islands on a ship sailing around and you can go to all of them and there's all this content there. It's no, you can, you can go to ancient Greece, one Island, check it out. And then that's your, that's your Greek adventure. And then you come back, like it shrinks it all down and that might be okay, but it's just also, that's not what I'm interested in in Assassin's Creed. I would rather, I'd rather them drop the future stuff because they've bungled that so bad. Yeah. There's just no real point in it even being there. Yeah. It could have been cool. I still maintain the future story could have been cool, but it's just been, it, it hasn't been. It has and they should just cool. release it as Assassin's Creed is like the title of these period piece adventures with like slight fantastical elements to it. And it's like an anthology series. Right. And like, here you go. You know, this is your. This is this one. This is this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. This this doesn't appeal to me. I I don't find this interesting. I don't need more games like this. Like this is copying what is popular at the time. And when you say something is popular at the time, that means it's because that's what everybody's doing. Yeah. So I don't need somebody else to do it. It also means it's what you know they've what been I doing mean? for the last year and a half to two years, and you are on the verge of being too late. Yeah. I, I do have that feeling like this does feel like, oh, games as a service. Hey, eh? you're just getting into that now. Are you Ubisoft? And whenever companies known for big, epic, single player focused content, I'm looking at EA and Bioware, for example. Uh, the minute they start talking about making stuff for the the player bases, or lo- they would like to have more of the brute. Like when they start doing that, I go, oh, shit, I'm never going to get a proper you know, uh, I don't know, Dragon Age again, but maybe we will now because again, they're coming back on the other side of all that mess. Like they've learned some of those lessons, I hope, moving forward with things like Bioware. And, um, you know, it applies to Blizzard, it applies to all the big guys. Like they all got a taste for that and went, ooh, we want some of that. And there are definitely examples of where that, that's working. But chasing that instead of chasing some other vision doesn't always get you where you want to go. The problem is the money target is gigantic. And they want it. They want that freaking 
They want that Fortnite money, baby. That's what they want. Games as a service is a huge money maker. But games come all the time that look like they could maybe pretend to the crown and then they they poop out. Avengers, perfect example. Should have been great. Yeah. Isn't. Uh, Anthem, should have been great. Is not. Like, what are you going to do? And you have, like, you've said this before, John, I think. You've got a window of, like, you know, a very small window of hype to release and then that release to about a month. And if you don't have it all set and ready to roll in that month, if things aren't working as intended and aren't blowing people's minds, you have lost them. They are gone. They will move on to whatever else is next. So, you know, I I, kind of feel the same as you. I do think there's opportunities there. Try to stay positive about this kind of stuff because then, I, you know, I start to think, well, is the animus or the anim, anim, uh, animus, animus, is the animus finally going to be worth a shit? You know, like, will it actually be a functional thing? Because as, let's see, who was in the chat? Um, I can't find it now. Somebody had a really good comparison. Uh, so I think it was Sir Whiskey Hat. It basically said animus hub, a uh, bunch of old world places to go. In theory, there's some stuff to do there. And if you can make it big and cool and expansive, great. But anytime you tell me, and players from all over the world, I go, I don't want to do, I don't want to do that. I got MMOs to play. I don't want to do that here. Assassin's Creed isn't about that for me. It never has been. I like their weird little, uh, their competitive game they had in, in Brotherhood. That was fun for the two, three yeah. games they put that in. Um, is basically uh, Among Us, but with better <laughs> better graphics back then. Um, and I would play one of those again. I would love that. But this game strikes me as one of those where I'm going to have a bunch of single player content to do and it's going to feel like an open world, but it might feel a little less than because the time isn't being spent on it. They're going to spend their time instead on these high gear raid kind of encounters, which will be, hey, what if Ezio, uh, dude from Valhalla and Lady Pants from the Greek one all came together and uh, had to fight a giant something or other and all the players get to go raid with them and take down the big monster i mean it's if it's the fantasy model or sorry the uh the what am i trying to say the um the destiny 2 model that's that's exactly what this is going to be so yeah. it'll play uh, and, like a mobile game it, it, that's not assassin's creed like to me right whether or not it makes money the the vision would be you party up with three or four people to perform a coordinated assassin strike right so you need one guy to go to distract the guard and and make it sandboxy don't put markers and say now go here and now click here the level you know we get into the four of us jump into the animus we go to france we're in paris it's cool and there's an assassin target and a whole bunch of sandbox stuff and we got it like you know i guess hitman style get the target and get out and maybe some events happen where we get chased or you know on the way out and that's the experience that is not a really highly replayable experience. I think once you figure out how to do that, I, 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 that's why as like an international blockbusting long-term game, I, I just don't see it. But I would love to play a multiplayer Assassin's Creed where we all have to work together to try and hit the target. But those kinds of games are by nature very hard, right? Like once you get found out, then all the guards are on you and it's over. Or maybe one of them gets caught and everyone's on alert, but the other three assassins are still left and can complete the mission. And maybe you can help from prison or try to escape from the jail, or maybe you can break them out. Like 
there's a lot of cool ideas. I think it's ripe for great ideas. Yeah. But I think we're just very easily triggered by a large gaming company going like, well, we have an idea for an online version of what's traditionally a single player game that we've made a thousand versions of. You know, and it's yeah. like well, okay, especially especially you know? Ubisoft. We're like we're getting to the point with like their generalization of what gameplay is that you could almost call it like well, Ubisoft is pleased to announce our new lineup for 2022. We're going to have Tom Clancy's Ubisoft game. We're going to have <laughs> Assassin's Creed Ubisoft game. Yeah. And for the kids, you know, uh, Rabbit's Ubisoft game. It's <laughs> Don't like, forget they're doing Siege too, right? Like, yeah, yeah. But they're also... But like, I mean, all those games are starting to trend game. into the same direction. It's like... Yeah. Get your buddies, have your fake little party banter back and forth of, oh, there's a guy around the corner. Careful now. Okay, he's creeping up again. Like, have your dumb E3, like, convo that isn't at all representative of what people actually talk about in video games. Mm -hmm. And uh, let's do a mission together sort of thing. And it's just becoming every game they make at this point. And they already had a problem with that. People were already making the comparison of, I bet you climb a tower. I bet you, you know, unlock a map where you can go from point to point. Like people already were like, hey, Ubisoft, stop making the same game for everything. And like now they're just, they changed what game they're making it, but they're now making all their games that game. It feels like big boy Roblox is what I'm, the vibe I'm getting. Uh, Think about it for a second. That Mm -hmm. is a thing everyone's chasing right now. How do we... How do we get what bro, Roblox is, but in a, for a broader audience, not just for a bunch of kids? And that's what they aim for with these kinds of games. Big, open world, in some ways sandboxy kind of experience. No problem. Make something. Go for it. But make it separate. Like, Assassin's Creed isn't this. Does this mean Assassin's Creed is a regular development stops? Like, one of the things I admire about Elder Scrolls Online, aside from I really enjoy that game in, in general... But it's not meant to be a replacement for the Elder Scrolls series. They will keep making those. Six is a game that's being made, whatever six will be called, and seven after that, and it takes forever, but those games get made. But if you want, off here to the side is this thing. Why couldn't Assassin's Creed, and maybe it will be, maybe Infinity could be this thing off to the side that's great filler in between, that's you know a, a place to hang and be in between your big Hallmark releases. That's that that I'd feel better about probably, but I don't think they're doing that. I think they're saying, I mean, who knows what they'll say? Like they had to know internally there'd be a huge bunch of backlash because this is gamers and that's what they do. Um, they don't like change and they don't like hearing that their favorite series, even if they bashed it in the past, is getting any kind of changes to it. And they're going to act like, oh, Ubisoft sold out. They're going the way of the Dota, whatever. They're going to say all those things. Does that affect us at all? Like, do they do they have any meetings now where they go, all right, well. We're going to want to change course slightly because this is all getting weird and we didn't realize it'd be so much backlash. Like, I don't, I don't know. But the way you solve it in my mind is you make, you make a really good, compelling standalone thing that doesn't interfere with your main line. People will be happier about it. But I think I just make yeah. what you want to make, make what you want to make and do the best job you can. And don't let what you think is going to be, I mean, it's easy for me to say this as somebody playing it and not in the business making the decision. So I understand that it's different when you get in a boardroom, but right. you know, don't 
don't try to chase the money because the money usually is moving and it's usually not where you think it's going to be when you're chasing it. Yeah. Like when you go after most it, of the know. people, if you look at the people that have really profited off of genre work in video games, it's not very often that it's the people that are chasing the money. It's the people that are figuring things out or are quick and adaptable enough to hit that genre shortly after it hits, yeah. you know, whether that's player unknowns, battlegrounds, or Fortnite coming right after it, you know, you have to be able to be dynamic if you want to chase that interest. You got to be fast. Yeah. I mean, I still stand by the fact that Heroes of the Storm is the best MOBA that exists out there, but it was really late to the party yeah. and it was not marketed properly and a hundred other little problems. And it's not number one, despite the fact that I think hands down easily the best. Oh, yeah, by, so, by far. We've talked about that all the time on this show, but it's another good example of chasing things just a little bit too late. And how much room is there for three or four of these? How many How many more Fortnites can the world handle? Not many, honestly. Like, you kind of are there. You've got your niche markets, like your Player Unknown's Battlegrounds is huge in Asia but, and okay here, but, you know, it has its place, and that game has its place, and, uh, you know, Apex has its place. But I don't know anybody who'd be well. <laughs> Ubisoft's one of them. They they made they made a battle royale that's still, I guess, an open beta or whatever it is. What's it called? Uh, crap, I forgot their free to play battle royale game name. But this is a good example of what I'm talking about. No one no one's playing that or talking about that. Why? Because there's no room. You can't one. you can't just come in and go. We're Ubisoft, therefore this is going to be great. Or we're anybody. We're Microsoft. Whatever. Like you have to. Yeah, John's right. Make what you want to make and make it the best you can be. And if you're wrong, you're wrong. If you're right, you're right. Just go for it. And I'll play your damn thing. I'll I'll check it out because we'll have to talk about it. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Hey, do you guys want to play the uh the Wrath of the Lich King pandemic uh edition board thing game? Board game? I do. Yeah? What do you think of this? This came out of nowhere. Um have you played Pandemic before? Yeah. Yeah, I've played lots of Pandemic, including Pandemic Legacy. It's a very good multiplayer co-op board game. Yeah. I would say it's one of the best in class just because subject matter and form sort of fit together really well. Yeah. You know, like this, the, 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 the makers of Pandemic have done an excellent job of making their game. Yeah. And so the idea, I think, in this one is that I think you're in Northrend and there's, you know, plagues and you've got to be... I imagine cool characters from World of Warcraft solving the plagues in Northrend. I'm just like, oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah, I know we're going through a pandemic, and so it's not to everyone's taste, but Pandemic is a great board game, and we're playing real-life Pandemic in the world right now, mm-hmm. really. Um, yeah. Except I would argue that the viruses in Pandemic are way more, or in Pandemic are way more, um, you know, lethal. It's, it's way more catastrophic than... Yeah, you touch it and you've got it, and now everyone has like, yeah, it's not the same as like a slow brewing. Like, there are mechanics for if you lose a city, there's rioting, and then you can't go to it because the airports are shut down, and you can drive the military in and stuff like that. So, it's a lot more intense in terms of the subject matter than the reality that we have, but still, it could be triggering. So, I understand that. But I'm, I just thought this is a positive bit of Blizzard news. I'm just like, you know, with all the stuff that's been surrounding Blizzard, I'm just like, oh man, Pandemic and Wrath of the Lich King in particular, a great expansion. What a cool product idea. And I think it's from, it is from the Pandemic designers. So this, this was a, yeah, a great decision. I, I'm, I want this. It I seems like a, this. yeah, the perfect kind of combo. This doesn't happen very often where I feel like the board game system matches so well with the, 
with the IP. This is this is a good example of that. I played Pandemic. I enjoyed it. What's the one where you throw the cards away? It's like a different edition where you actually have to. Well, burn. that's Legacy. So you play a season. Like it's like a full year of solving the pandemic. So you play a game, but as the, if you win that month, like if you're in January, then you'll get a bonus. And if you lose, then you got to try again. And if you lose again, then you get some sort of neg- like the the rules of the game change as you play over the course of a campaign. So right. you might play a um you know over eight or nine sessions and you'll play a few games and it, it gets progressively harder and harder and there's in legacy in the first one there's and it's kind of a spoiler because they lock everything in boxes so you don't know what's happening so right. spoilers if you're planning on playing pandemic legacy <laughs> but there's a zombie in, in season one of pandemic legacy there's a zombie outbreak one of the viruses makes humans into rage ragey guys and, yeah. and so you have to deal with like losing cities to zo- being overrun by zombies so cities on the map that were available normally at first now start like all destroyed right so yeah. it's cool and then you get you unlock new classes as you go as well like it's just it's very very i've never played a board game that's done that before that wasn't a fantasy rpg trope like this is like so you know you're just your doctors and engineers and military personnel like it, it's it's really cool yeah and um anyways i enjoy i enjoy pandemic and i, I think this would be a great uh, uh like a mashup of two great things what's so. the other one i'm thinking over oh Cl- uh, gloomhaven has a similar system right where you i'm sure many yeah people. but i mean oh my god don't get me started i know gloomhaven. dude i know i know it's it's, I got the video game version. I mean, they're almost you might as well of, play D and D. They're all very cool, but there's so many pieces. Yeah, there's a lot to it. But the idea of a board game like that should be somewhere, somewhere just shy of of D and D complexity. Like it needs to be in the light territory, or else why just not play D and D? Right. That's how I yeah, feel like about once things. You, once you get going, it's okay. It's just the setup, and then everything has its. There's a familiarity to RPG mechanics, but when you play Gloomhaven, it's like Euro board style. It's like it's a little different. Like there's no mana. Yeah. Doing certain actions puts mana into the pool, and then it descends, and and then like the the way you do things, it's like it's just its own kitschy weirdness, and it's fine. But your our brains are not. I mean, my brain is used to certain ways of things working, so you have to work harder to understand tactics and things like that. Sure. Well, that's um, what I don't enjoy about Gloomhaven. I like the the video game versions coming along nicely, and I think they're getting close to getting out of early access. It's looking like uh, real good. Yeah. That's the version uh, of Gloomhaven I'm looking forward to. So, I mean, we're in the middle of a Gloomhaven campaign. The pandemic put the you know <laughs> breaks on that pretty intensely, but yeah. I imagine we'll I'll be playing it again soon. Who who has the game? Is it is it in its you know, is it on a table Croft somewhere in touch? Oh, which Croft is part of the problem. So in, in my in my IRL circle of board gamers, I'm the rules guy. I'm usually the guy that owns the things and knows all the stuff. But, you know, of late, I've started to be a little grouchy about, like, why do I got to know all the rules? Like, someone else buy a game and learn the rules and be the explainer mm-hmm. and be the setter-upper. And so Crofton, to his credit, decided for the first time he was going to take on the task. <laughs> But he picked Gloomhaven, <laughs> a giant box, and his, his wife got him to got it for him for Christmas. It makes a great present. Yeah. But you know, not only is he starting, he's cutting his teeth on one of the most complex board games for setup and it's rules. Made, yeah. But you know, he's got two little girls. They love to, you know, we're playing, and they love to just sit there and watch and want to pick up pieces and get involved. But 
it's a complicated game and so there's a lot of like other drama happening that it's fine but it's it's definitely like hard to focus on, on do you think that but, while while the pandemic was raging and you couldn't play gloomhaven for some reason i have in my head that crofton is the kind of guy that would sneak down to where the table is where it's all set up at night and rub oh, rub, no. rub the know. figures we, all over his nipples can't do that he has two little girls they, oh, he that, has kids. that poor game's got to get put away an hour for yeah. setup, an hour for teardown. It's like it's like summer theater. All right. Well, in that case, <laughs> never mind. He's. Uh, I want him to be doing something creepy with your with your figures, but he's no. He, he, he definitely away. he would not do that. He would not move pieces or do creepy things with that. Well, maybe he would do creepy. That's things. That's what I'm saying, man. Put but, it in his mouth. But, but he wouldn't around. cheat in that yeah. way. He okay. likes he likes to honorably manipulate others. So it's, it stays on the table. My goal here is to get him to listen to the show for no reason because he heard his name came up. So that's all. Now, he only listens to shows that has his own voice on it oh, so the only way- <laughs> that's weird really and you're like asking like what podcast did you listen to he's like well my own it'll list all anything he was on and that will be it <laughs> that's weird yeah it's like the opposite but, of me yeah same yeah. i can't listen to myself i listen to, uh, everyone listens to other things but you know no one's a bigger fan of crofton than crofton himself i will occasionally listen to uh an old episode of this show or possibly film sack or something just in the background for kicks it's always fun. It's a nice little perspective to hear something well after time that it happened and I have a better attitude about it because I don't like my own voice, that sort of thing. But I couldn't do it It's good for self-critique. It's not, there's yeah. nothing wrong with doing it. Like to listen back to your own whatever you make is fine. Yeah. But yeah. it's for, you know, you're evaluating yourself or you have reasons as part of perfecting what you do or improving. Right. For Crofton, it's that, oh, he's very excited to see that he just dropped the podcast and wants to hear what it's all about. Yeah. He fascinates me from afar for some reason. Yeah. All right. He's a, um, he is a good guy. Let's move on to this. John threw this in here, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> uh, farming Simulator coming to Game Pass on July 15th. Now, that might be exciting for me and my chore core games had I not already had this for free as it was given away on Epic. So I already had oh, this game. Oh. Yeah. I put that in there for you. I oh, thought, it was oh, you, damn. was it? Oh, sure, John. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, put a little farming in here for Scott. Yeah, yeah. No, I have this game. Well, on, I, I saw it, and I know. was like, I thought of you immediately. I'm like, oh, shit, it's a Scott joint right, yeah. in, right in Game Pass. I mean, there is a new, you know, I think there is a 20, yeah. I think. I you want to hear something crazy? Yeah, go. You know who is, like, Farming Simulator, who that's really popular with? Mm. The kids here. Oh, really? Like my kids are like, farming simulator, we got to get it. Like, it's all about mods. Like, none of them want to actually do, like, any sort of farming. They want Like, that's the, not the interest at all. They want a Thomas like, Tank Engine the front of their tractor or something like they, that. They, they just want to download mods and put cars on railroad tracks and then get on the train and make that run into the car, which doesn't do anything interesting because it's a simulation game, like, but not in like a real world sense. It just pushes the little truck out of the way and then they scream and, you know, that's exciting. But like, yeah, I was like, who, who is this popular with? And then I and then they joined my household and I was like, oh. That's who it's popular Again, with. It's, it's, popular the Ro- with like- it's, it's the Roblox generation, man. They just want weird combos and stuff to happen that's not part of the core game. And maybe that's the hot maybe that's the future. Maybe the future is less structure where you and I like to have quests and told where to go and what to do and come back and get my reward. Their future is just chaos. You know, yeah. just video games that, that that are all just modded to the hilt, and that's that's the point. I don't know. I don't know. That's interesting, though. Um, I, I 
thought about streaming some of that. I'm actually kind of bad at Farming Simulator, to be honest. It's a little too... I wish it was a little less... Um, you know, you know the, the, the positive things we were saying about House Flipper, I wish were true of Farming Simulator. Because House Flipper gives you the feeling that you're doing like just work, but it's rewarding, weirdly, and you can kind of see under the hood why. There's shortening of tasks or things that you would normally be very tedious. They don't make very tedious uh, by default. And so it just feels like you're... The mechanics are are, are 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 satisfying. In Farm Simulator, I feel like I really need to freaking farm. And I don't really want to do that. I just want to put shit in the ground, have it grow, pull it out, make a ton of money from it, and do it again. That's why I like that Farm Together game. Because that game is a big cartoony take, and you go put stuff in, water it, and come back and get it later. And it's great. <laughs> just like so you're saying life. it leans a little too hard on the simulator side yes. of things. yes. And I think that's an important thing to say because everybody who thinks I'm super into chore core, I am, but I like when it doesn't, I, I don't, the point of it for me is never to lean too into the realism. It's to lean into, I don't know, it's world Some building like that I like. That. Like I, flight simulator is still a thing. I right, mean, I want to fly, I want to play wing commander. I don't need to know what all the dials do. I just want them to flash. Yeah. And also like, you know, games like Shipbreaker, uh, uh, Hard Space Shipbreaker, which I love and continue. I played a ton of that this week. We're not going to talk about it during our games talk, but just still love it. And I unlocked the ghost gecko ships or these giant ships with the with possible like hauntings and really cool. But that's Ooh. the point. Like I'm doing menial tasks, tearing stuff apart, welding, you know, cutting metal in half and doing all these things. But I'm in this world of like it's a fantasy and so i don't know i need some of that in there and you might say well house flipper's got no fantasy i don't know it's there's something about house flipper i don't know why it stands on its own so well but but anyway uh the point is farm simulator good luck everybody it's uh well it was free on epic if you got it there and if you didn't get it there you can get it on game pass july 15th when when you love something you don't gotta explain why you know when you really love something you just feel it so speaking of really loving something yeah i uh, you just reminded me when you said haunted uh ghost ships of what i think is underrated because people should talk about it more so i'm gonna do my part and talk about it all right one of the best video game levels ever created that is Dead Space 2's Return to the Ishimaru. Oh, yeah. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That yeah. is one of the best video game levels ever created. I agree. I love that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That level was so good. What do you think oh, of the... Talking about a, they're talking about a new installment, eh? Yeah. yeah. What do you think of those rumors? How's that sound? I'm very happy. I'm all, I'm all yeah. for it. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm a big fan of all three. They're all great games. Yeah. I think they, I think three is underappreciated. Two literally scared the shit out of me. And one was really novel. I, I really hope, I hope that the rumors are true that they're working on it. And I hope it's, you know, them saying, yeah, we got to get back to what we do well and sell a ton of. And that is to make a good video game that doesn't need a bunch of multiplayer shit. Like, I feel like we're at a point, we are really heading to a, a point, if we're not already there, where EA specifically is going to stop being kind of dumb about this stuff. I think we're going to see a turning point. This happens with a lot of companies. Sometimes it takes a while. It feels like Ubisoft's just showing up to the party, which is weird. But, <laughs> Hi, guys. Yeah. Hey, what's going on? Oh, Battle Pass, eh? And everyone else is rolling their eyes going, dude, where were you five years ago? But I feel like EA has been licking their wounds for a while on these kinds of mistakes. I think that Jedi Fallen Order, Redhead Jedi Man game, was uh-huh. uh, a a... a realization for them to go oh 
when we just put our head down and make an amazing game, it doesn't matter what genre or where it appeals or whatever the thing is. Uh, it helps to have the IP that we gave it, but it, we can succeed and we can do so wildly. That game is, you know, loved, beloved by everybody who plays it. Everybody loves that game. And so the lessons there are have respawn, make everything for them. <laughs> yep. There you go. Got and the it. Other, the other thing is not get all bound up in the, the microtransaction world loot boxes and freaking battle passes. Like quit trying to, like we were saying earlier, quit trying to chase it. I think we're, this is just purely on my own head. I don't have any evidence to support this. I feel like we're at a turning point for EA. They're about to make a corner and, and it will be good for us. All right, somebody mark this down. We'll see. Yeah, write it down. See how I do. I think it's a it's a good prediction. I mean, you you, you we would all hope that that's the best the message is being received. Yeah, I would hope and so. That it's good for their business. We want it to be good for their business too. Yeah, you know? like they're they're in business to make money. We wish you all the success making great. Yeah, make so. cool cool things that we will give you money for. And I and I also like that they are part of Game Pass with the, a lot of their stuff because I don't know it makes me that endears me to them a little bit. So. Anyway, uh, let's move on to this. Maybe stop giving Tencent money. <laughs> uh, Tencent Games is using facial recognition or is considering it. This is an important distinction. They're not actually doing it yet, but they're considering using facial recognition to limit gamers, ga- uh, miners' game time in China specifically. Now, we had there was a whole discussion about this on the Daily Tech News show this week, which I was a part of on Wednesday. Oh, really? And, I want oh, to yeah. We had a wow. huge discussion about it, and it was it was broader. It was about other stuff that's going on in, in South Korea. They're doing some similar things, except uh, they're pressuring companies to create ways to limit it. And one of them is, uh, in particular, Microsoft is now requiring for Minecraft players, which over there is a big culprit in terms of kids just never going to sleep and playing that all day. Um, they now require a uh, not game pass, but a um, a gamer tags, you know, registration or whatever. You got to register to play it you didn't used to before and um you have to be 19 goes over there they count adult from 19 forward we so they count year one unlike us where we say 18 it's the same thing Mm. it's basically the same thing but anyway over there if you're if you're 19 or younger uh they're not going to even let you have an account like they'll straight up across the board limit it now you might say to yourself Oh yeah, that'll work because people never fake who they. And I, I, I agree, and they know this too. But plenty of people will fake their ages and will be sixteen and will still have this account, and it'll be like they're nineteen, and no one's going to really enforce this. But anyway, there's a bunch of those kinds of things happening in various governments, especially in Asia, where this is a problem. People are playing so long that they die, kind of problem. And you hear about it mostly out of places like that. Um, you know, I don't, I don't even think it's stereotypic. It's just sort of for whatever reason, that's just where those stories come from. Maybe it's just populist, but at the end of the day in China, it's a little bit different. Um, the government has rules that they're very stringent about. If you want to do business there, you have to adhere to those stringent rules. And in this particular case, 10 cents saying, well, here's an idea. What if we had webcams do facial recognition to prove that these are under the age of 19 and we're good? And my guess is the Chinese government would probably embrace that idea and think that's cool. I think it's a terrible idea, um, but I've tried to kind of back my camera out and look at it from a sort of multicultural uh, perspective. Over here, it would never happen, like not even 
close. The closest we have is, are you over 13 on a Steam page where you can lie and say you're a 100-year-old man? That's as close as we've got to age verification in this country. Close as we got today, but it opens right. the door. Like, you know, and there's no kind of stopping technology, so really it's like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if, if one country does it, it becomes cheaply available. Maybe now it doesn't seem palatable, but I don't know. We want to put an end to QAnon stuff. Well, if you want to have a Twitter account, you have to take a photo of yourself before logging in. You know what I mean? There's just, right. you know, it's, it's, I guarantee it wouldn't happen I here. Hear though. Like if, if like Tencent it. who owns Riot, if suddenly Riot and they are wholly owned by Tencent, by the way, for those who didn't know that, mm-hmm. I don't know if people knew that yeah. from like 2015 on. But anyway, since they own all of Riot, if Riot tomorrow turned around and said, hey, if you're going to log into League of Legends or any of our games, Runes of Rune, Rune Terra or whatever the hell that card game is, all these games, Valorant, you've got to have a camera on you all the time that shows how old you are. There's no way it happens here. Like the revolt no, would be. But this is how it could happen. See, because I know the riot, the LCS, their 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 esports stuff. Since uh, Tencent has become involved in ownership, the production value of the Chinese um, Twitch or Chinese esports production yeah. has like gotten really like they have crazy concerts and stuff, and like you know those AR graphic shows. And the other regions have less. Like they, they pour more money into the Chinese production. Mm-hmm. So, so the bread is the the riot bread is buttered in China. Like that, it, and so they might not fly here, but they'll start doing it there, and then it could spread. It could, you know, slowly. It's not gonna, they're not going to do it right away, but it's you know, I don't know. I just I understand what it, you're saying, and it is it's horrible, but I don't think it ever makes it out of China. It may in fact happen there though. But I don't think it ever happens outside of China. Just like a lot of things don't happen outside of China. There are things that happened 100 years ago in China we would never do here or in Russia or anywhere else. So to me, to me, it's not that different than that. I don't, I don't see this as a yeah, – I guess so. Yeah. I don't see it as a slippery slope as much as I just see it as, well, that's – they're always doing this shit over it there. Sucks and, to be you guys. Yeah. yeah it's just – Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm glad someone's finally doing something – to find a way to limit how often minors play games so that us <laughs> us parents can finally sleep easy at night cuz yeah I see really, John's I was, willing to do this John. I was really I was really worried I was like man these kids how am I going to get them to stop playing games yeah these kids I, there's just no way there's no technology to stop them they're just in there and I'm like oh, man am I going to go talk to them no I can't do that yeah. So now I can now I can just go to bed happy knowing that they can't play games because the camera will take care of it. For yeah, me. it'll take care of it or for just, you. If you're if you're concerned about what games are playing, so you're like if you let them use the computer and they can log in games A, B, and C, but you don't want them logging into Doom or to your Subverse game. Um, you know, a camera check on Subverse might be what you, what you need, and and hopefully it can tell if they're holding up a photo of of their parent and and, and you know. But yeah, yeah. Now that I think about it, why wouldn't you just hold up a photo? Yeah, I mean the whole the whole idea of having, hopefully, governments that are would put more responsibility on the parent and not interfere in the lives of their citizenry is that we have something to compare that to, and here's something else to compare it to, and it sucks. So I don't think, I, I don't think this. Like someone in the chat says, they agree with Bo. They think it's if it's on the table, or that it's that it's off the table over here. There's no way it happens here. Not a chance. I mean, if you want to get all fear mongery and conspiratorial, I'm not saying Bo's doing that, but 
If you want to, if you want to go that direction, you can. But then you could apply that to anything. Forget about games. There's a million things in your lives that you're not, you don't even know that happen in other countries that are never going to happen here. But you can get into the into the brain. It wouldn't space be where you forced. It, it wouldn't be forced here. Like if you know, assuming there's no change to the way government runs, we're still oh yeah. Well, I mean, years. if a it's government gonna, said, we're going to be enticed to do it. Like, right, right. You can log in with it a cam, but if you want 500 extra V bucks log in with a webcam and we're like well shit that's like thirty dollars i'd love to hook up my camera and like that's how they get us here they they, they they're like no it's your choice yeah if it's, if volu- you want if it's voluntary shit, go for it do it yeah. but, and then it becomes normal it normalizes it and then you know like streaming was this weird video game streaming was a crazy weird thing 15 years ago or 10 years ago yeah now meet a single kid who doesn't want to be a youtuber apparently yeah but you know that but in that case it's entirely 100 percent voluntary and so would this be if that's if your model holds like if they said if they came over to the states and said yeah it's we're gonna do this here but it's totally voluntary great i don't have a problem with that my problem is when people get forced to do anything f that yeah eat eat a turd if you're gonna make me make me do something but you know if you're gonna if you're gonna just say, "Hey, it's another way to do it." If you want to do it, it's uh whatever, and you can get these V bucks. Yeah, whatever. I can't. Yeah. You can't I stop mean, that. Russia. Everyone. I think everyone that used the face app, like Russia, has all our photo information now. That's something as well. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. send it. Over. We're cool with it, and it's our choice. So yeah. Well, I mean that. I don't again, know. I just. I just don't. I get where you're coming from. I and I'm Ch- not actually. Chafes me. Yeah, chafes me. I don't like it either. Like I would hate. Like hearing hearing this, I bristled. I was like the frick china <laughs> like really annoyed me and i'm still annoyed by it but i'm not afraid of it because i mean i no get way. that it's a real problem and i i joke and i'm like well you know i like it because heaven forbid we actually talk to our kids and i'll i'll make that joke but obviously they aren't looking at it you know for no good reason but i it is hard for me to hear this and not think like this is what we're investing our time and energy into like heaven forbid you have to actually try and monitor your kids. And I say that knowing full well, like right now, sitting right next to me, the, these right, right here in this area are the kids, uh, tablets yeah. and their internet fobs that allow them to connect to the internet. They don't have those right now. Yeah. Oh my they God. You're like them. the China of parents. I, yeah. <laughs> I reckon, I recognize that children were doing things they shouldn't. So I confiscated their internet and their tablets and their fun. Um, you know, and and th- that's what that's what we're supposed to do. Um, but I understand that that's not what everybody does. And you know, they wouldn't be doing this if there wasn't a problem. But I I don't know. Every time I hear this, I just think like, guys, this 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 is really where we're at. We're like, let's let technology solve the problem, and this is the road we're going to go down for it. It just seems really really weird. Well, see, and that's where I that's where I make a distinction because we're not. Where that is not where we're at, and it isn't a road we're going down. It's a it's where ten cent might go, and it's a road they may go down. You know what I'm saying? Like they, right? They, and it's I know it's so easy to go. Well, first it happens there before you know it. But we always say that about everything. It's like somebody right. says, "Ah, your kid got a tattoo in the '60s or the '50s or '80s." Ah, before you know it, all his friends are gonna. Before you know it, and before you know it, and before you know it, like everything is before you know it. And I don't subscribe yeah. to that. And anymore. then it then it turns into well, I'm going to get a chip installed and a barcode for you know an extra fifty percent discount off my tax return. Thanks, God. you know, like <laughs> I guess my point. You know, is when the gamers are become public servants, yeah, 
Like, you know, the battle government government's always the last to do things. There'll be a battle pass in 30 years at the government. The government level of battle pass. For tax is yeah. like, you know, uh, install a webcam in your house and check in every 24 hours and get 50% of your tax return, a bonus. Yeah. I and mean, they'll even send you some. If you're saying you know, 50%, I mean, you think about this for a second 50% off my taxes. I mean, imagine gamifying taxes. Imagine a battle pass. Imagine the government was just all of a sudden filled with inspiring tech video game gurus. And they gave is rather than be tax, you bought a battle pack. <laughs> like, like, or they, they just, they gamified it some way. You want to rank get- up your tax pass, go shop at these stores. Yep. And if you can prove you spent X number of dollars there, we'll give you a credit on your taxes this year. Yeah. I could see that being a thing. Taxes brought to you by <laughs> jc penny <laughs> healthcare could be a battle pass i think john hold on john gave jc penny way too much credit there's no way they're still around <laughs> i haven't by then. been to a mall in a long time <laughs> jc penny's time. still a popular store there right is it i don't know i, don't, I thought they I almost went under i realize everyone's sort of saying this exists already but the problem is is that it's in a bunch of words and a lot of blocks of rules what you need is a is a two by 12 row with the different <laughs> pictures of the shit I'm going to get and just explain like, it to me like I'm a gamer, not like I'm a tax knowledge guy. Sure. And yeah. Now I get you. Chat says JCPenney's still around. Sears isn't. Okay. Here's JC why Penny's it is though. So JCPenney was on the edge. I knew, I knew I'd remember some story about this. They were on the, th- the thread of life, almost gone. And somebody swooped in and bought them. It's now the owner of, uh, they own JCPenney forever. 21, Brooks Brothers, a couple other stores, and they're about is it to go. Tencent? Yeah, no, not Tencent. That'd be funny. <laughs> Get the shirt battle pass at J.C. Penney, where if you give a camera, we'll give you a pair of socks. I don't know how to work. Anyway, it's an interesting topic. If you've got thoughts, feelings, or uh, discussion points you'd like us to uh, further discuss this about, send us an email. Talk to the core at gmail dot com. <clears throat> Bo, good news for you. You're a Doom fan. You like the Doom. Actually, I have two bits of yeah. good news for you today because later I played a game that is the most Doom-like ass thing I've played in a long time, and I loved it. I can't wait to talk about it. I um, what I saw. But before that, Doom Eternal, uh, their invasion mode got canceled. That whole uh, talk of an invasion mode, it's off the table. Instead, they're getting a right. horde mode. How do you feel about was horde least, mode? It, invasion was the least interesting thing about the Doom Eternal you know, announcement. And people can invade. You're like, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, horde mode makes sense. They, the Slayer rooms are basically horde mode single player. So if they're going to do multiplayer horde mode, like, yes, the game is action battle chess. It's designed to throw waves and waves of monsters at you. Let me do it with friends. Yeah. Yeah. Duh. What yeah. <laughs> was this? <laughs> Did you only thought of this now? But anyways, it would probably get me to too. dust off my Doom Eternal and play. I'd play with you guys yeah. if there was a horde mode. Yeah. That sounds all right. Oh, yeah. man. We'd be listening to your screams. Oh, man. It's gonna, yeah, oh, yeah. I want to do this. <laughs> yeah. You guys ready for that? That game is intense. Like Sometimes I have to put it down. I'm like, my heart is beating too fast. I can feel my blood circulating everywhere in my body. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's very intense in terms of its demand on your brain and, and twitchy things. It's so um, funny because um, like you were talking about your, your heart rate goes up. I was talking to I had a doctor's appointment today. It's a long story, but... I've got some elevated blood pressure due to another thing that I'm doing. And so we're just working on it. It's not nothing dire, but, um, as a result, she says, is there anything, anything that's changed? You know, they're just asking all the standard questions, anything else change your diet or anything else that may have contributed to this. 
And for a hot second, I thought about telling them about Proteus that I played on Game Pass. Because <laughs> well, I'm you pretty should. sure. You, I've been looking into this. Um, yeah. I almost did. I almost like, said, well, have you heard of Proteus? It's in kind of early access release on Game Pass. Anyways, it's a lot like Doom. Super, super cool, really act, uh, animated and awesome. And maybe that's uh, I almost said it. I didn't do yeah, it. Yeah, no. I, it's, I just don't. I think what would be embarrassing is Doctor probably wouldn't find it that credible unless they were a gamer and new stuff about it but the like the amount of juice that your brain needs for the reaction time and you're thinking like i've been really noticing it lately like as i hit my 40s and i'm trying to still play heroes like i'm in my 30s (laughs) i definitely get like kind of this like oh shit this is too much and not like i'm overwhelmed but like i can feel my body i mean i also kind of cut down on sugar and caffeine so it might just be that my resting heart rate is actually lower than it was and I'm less used to it, but like it definitely, I've definitely been feeling more and more when I play high intensity games that my body is, you know, it's an engine running harder. And I'm like, yes, gaming can do that to you. Your, your, your brain's utilize needs more fuel. Your heart has to distribute it around your body. It could be. I have related. a story about that this week. Oh we'll yeah. Get to it. What happened? Yeah. We'll get to it. Oh, we'll get to it. All right. We'll get to it in the what I've been playing. Oh, I was the, hoping it was your. Number, <laughs> I was hoping it was your dear Martha Steam review. But yeah, okay, dear playing Martha. Subverse. Dear Martha, my heart rate is very high. This game is very good. There you go. All right, uh, all right. So that's the thing. Watch for that coming soon. And then a final wave goodbye to a game that barely arrived and is now going away. Magic Legends. So Magic: The <laughs> Gathering was uh, getting its own action RPG, and it it's was cool. in. Everyone. It's such Open. a cool idea. Like it's sad yeah, because very sad. It, it's such a cool idea, but it's again going back to what we talked about. It it you, it just needs. They half-assed it. Come on, yeah. You, you need to they just didn't be put dedicated the... to the idea. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't the the ideas. Like the art was great. Like so much great art in the cards, and you know they had cool ideas with the. You know, the way the planeswalkers looked and stuff, but it controlled like junk. It was, gun- it it was like terrible. junk. It was terrible. Remember how excited we were and we both downloaded it and we're like, yeah, here we go. It's early. It's beta, but who cares? We're in on this. This could be the next great action RPG. Oh my gosh, no. It was a poo. It was a poopy, is what that yeah. game was. Yeah. yeah. And I, and it's just annoying because they, you know, I, I guess I don't know why I'd expect a company that sells games to behave any different, but like I watched all of their live streams, like yeah. not live, but they put them up on YouTube after. Yeah. And and they were all like, it's so exciting when I play this card and then I do this, it's an amazing game. And I'm like, you have to be credible. Like you yeah. are not, you stood up there and said the game was great. I know you went after this now and went to play Diablo three and went, man, I wish the game I worked on played like this or what? Like it, it was just bad. Yeah, it was really bad. So it's, it's stuff like this that makes me not have votes of confidence for companies saying how great their stuff is. Yeah, you got to, you know, I don't know. But the, to their credit, they offered full refunds to anyone who bought anything, which they didn't have to do probably further to their EULA. Although yeah. maybe they're avoiding a lot of litigian. Litigian, litigious, litigiousness. Rebecca Litigian. Yeah, um, but that's the one. Uh, maybe, maybe but, like you know, yeah. a lot of litigation. Yeah. I guess I, I don't know what that looks like if people actually sue for stuff like. Also, that. how many, how much stuff do good. people have bought? You know what I mean? Like, it. it oh, no, I was on the Reddit. There's some people that like how many did this loot box so I have to buy? It? They had an ultra rare planeswalker that was Simic. It was black, mm. black and blue. 
and it was apparently a very rare drop and people you know there's magic's a huge brand like That's magic's the kind of brand you expect someone to be like oh a new magic product here's five hundred dollars mm-hmm. that's so, a good point i didn't think of it that yeah. way you probably it's, it's probably they probably if i had to guess there's something in the close to 100 grand worth of stuff they probably had to turn back not looking good for wizards man big yeah. magic legends release dark yeah. alliance like uh <laughs> yeah not the Wizards best gives uh, me fits they got good ips and they do good things but man their gaming history holy smoke it's like, just spotty it's like warhammer a little like them they it's so spotty when you find a gem it's amazing I think, on, I think on average warhammer does better than wizards in the gaming front at least these days maybe back in the you know golden era of crpgs that was a little different yeah. but I think oh, the they, problem is, yeah. is that Warhammer's like, hey, every 10 seconds another Warhammer game comes out and you only hear about the good ones and the bad ones, uh, you don't. But Wizards releases like they're a prestige uh, gaming house. And then so when it doesn't do well, you're like, wait, we waited for this? This is what, this is what we're getting? Like, you, they, have a, they have a hit rate that would suggest they put out as many games as Warhammer does. Yeah, and I would agree not, with... Not quite pulling it off. Sidian in the chat says, uh, when Warhammer hits, it hits hard. I agree. It's good. Like, <laughs> it, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a good property, but they make a shitload of those games. And they do not have the most standout titles. Yeah. No, you're right. They make them all the time. And I'm, hey, aren't you glad I love all of them and will play them at least once to see if they're any good before yeah, I do I think I only them. know about them because Scott plays them. <laughs> yeah. The Who only would have heard of is Warhammer like, Necrobunga? Uh, if- Necrobunga. <laughs> I have no idea which game is which. When Scott comes back and he's like, guys, I got to tell you, there's finally a good Warhammer game. I played War Warhammer in just a car and it was really great. And I'm like, what? What is it? Is that the one that's like chess? Is that the one that's a third person? They need to make a house slipper. Warhammer 40k, like (laughs) uh, ship ripper. Yeah, no, shut up, dude. I would kill for a mod. Maybe that'll happen after release, but I'd like a workshop mod where they let me tear apart like a, you know, even just a miniaturized looking Warhammer 40k, like capital ship. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That would be so cool. That would be a great ship break for yeah Warhammer 40k ship breaker. That'd be amazing. Um, all right, well, so sorry to see you go, Legends. You had a you had some potential on paper. Uh, your execution was horrendous. You you learned you you figured that out on your own, obviously, and you canceled your game before it even got out of beta. And uh, they did a good thing, though. I think yeah. overall they should be just applauded for saying, "Yep, it's time to cancel it, and here's your money back." That's- yeah. You know, I it's like weird. It's weird because it's in it's it's removed completely from the Epic Store's storefront, obviously, but it's still in my downloads. Oh, I, don't know, I don't know if that means I can download it again. Maybe it won't. I haven't tried. It was on Epic, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Epic. It was an Epic thing. Yeah, I thought I thought it was limited to their own Arc launcher, so no big deal. But man, it made it onto the Epic launcher mm-hmm. and got yeah. pulled. Yeah. Yikes! Gnarly, gnarly. I mean, the the Epic launcher served as a decent place to to. What's what's the name of the card game? Uh, Magic arena? Magic the Arena, yeah. That arena, that, that was a arena. decent place for Arena to get a hold and you know to go through its testing. And now that it's out, out. Um, I mean, how is that game now? It's all right, right? Arena's great. I mean, it's 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 a Hearthstone equivalent, but it's its own thing. Yeah. And I think as Magic hardcore Magic players will tell you, you want to play Mitko Magic the Gathering online and not Arena, because oh. like, that's. 
that's more dedicated to an accurate game and it contains all the cards from the full right. 20 or 30 years of history where arena is more of a casual, you know, casual. It's still pretty, it's still magic ass magic. There's no, it's still the card game and all the rules, but it's just, uh, you know, I think magic, there's some magic snobs that might look down at it as a, a casual alternative to, you know, a more hardcore experience. I think because magic online features a lot of the tournaments and, and stuff that registers you for actual pro play and stuff, like at least from what I remember. So well, still, did, it's did, it runs really great. It's it's a very slick uh, program. Did I, I imagine it? I swear I imagine this. They announced a Magic the Gathering anime series coming to one of the streaming services, and now I can't yeah, find it. Yeah, and it was uh, the Russo brothers that were going to direct it. Oh, that's it. Okay, I didn't imagine yeah. it then. I actually yeah, look forward to that, dude. People listening don't know that's the uh, Captain America Infinity War directors. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and Avengers Infinity War. Yeah, and, yeah. They're awesome. The Russos are, yeah. are great. Nothing wrong with Russo. They're like, brother. well, now we're going to make Magic the Gathering stuff. I'd be fine with that. They're doing other yeah. stuff, too. They did that movie with the Spider-Man kid in it on Apple TV+. Plus. I, I mean, they were instrumental in Community. If you like the Community TV show, they... Oh, they were huge on Community, yeah. Great tons of those episodes. Too. They also so did... Just that um, whole... Uh, uh, Arrested Development was it? They had a yeah, yeah. They've they've been hiding Arrested Development Easter eggs in uh, Marvel movies for a while now. That's right. I think that's so. They cool. have uh, Tobias in I think it's Infinity War, mm-hmm. and then they have the stair car in Civil War. Yeah, that sounds right. Oh yeah, they here's have where most they of the cast of Community and Marvel movies. As that's well. where actually they got started. Arrested Development. Okay, okay. They did some work on a show called Lucky. Don't remember that. But then 03 to 05, Arrested Development, tons of episodes. Um, I'm trying to see. And then Community in 09 through 2014. And you could always tell the ones where they were getting all action-y, like the the paintball episodes and stuff. That was like, those were movies. Um, And then, let's see, when did they get, uh, let's see, Arrested Development, when's the film happen? Hold on, here we go. Uh, Captain America, Winter Soldier. I didn't know that. Did they direct that? Yeah, Winter Soldier, Civil War. Oh, right, duh. Endgame. Winter Soldier, the best one. I was thinking the original and one. Infinity War. Yeah, yeah. Winter Soldier is the best one. Then yeah, Civil they made War. your favorite Captain America movie. I know you love... Oh, two. I love Infinity... Or, uh, can't talk. I love Winter Soldier. I. It's still... I think it's still my favorite MCU movie. I think of all of it's- them. Yeah, I love them. They're really good. But since then, they yeah. did that extraction thing on Netflix with Chris Hemsworth. If you haven't seen that... Badass. They wrote and produced it, but they didn't direct it. It's really good. Oh, I haven't seen Extraction. Yeah, you'd like it. Uh, Cherry, well, they directed. Well, they're involved makes me really interested now. Because oh, I looked yeah. at it as just, a, okay, an action movie on Netflix, big deal. No, it's cool. You'd, I think you'd really dig it. That's very good. And then they got this thing called The Gray Man they're working on. But their their Wikipedia doesn't say anything about um uh the the anime, but... I look forward to whatever the hell. Well, it was announced. I mean, who knows? It is Wizards. <laughs> yeah. It might, might not be happening anymore. That's true. Know. That's true. All right. Well, it's time for everyone to sit back and enjoy a Dear Martha review from Steam. Uh, from the front of the Great War there on Steam, we get letters back. And uh, and this is no exception. So we're going to do this one. This is for Doki Doki Literature Club Plus. So good. Which I don't know what yeah, plus means. Plus. Do they, well, I don't know. We can talk about that later. The game of the year edition or whatever. Is that what probably. it is? All right. Yeah, pretty much. It's that game John's been trying to get me to play for a couple of years now. But 
Anyway. No, I told you you shouldn't play it. Oh. Everybody else told you you should. I thought you said to play it. Why, why am I thinking of nah, you? Nah, don't play it. Not, you Did you play no? it on not... stream, or is it even worse to play it on stream? <laughs> um, I think. See, the problem is, is I don't think Scott would play it long enough to to get it. I think he would be so annoyed by the right. First he didn't finish Resident Evil Two. Why would he finish Doki Doki? <laughs> right, Club? right. Got he's it. a fifty percenter. I finish all kinds of games. I, fi- I just, I, but I take your point. I'd get to the first, ah, and I'd be like, "All right, I'm out." Yeah, Couldn't and it. and it's a game. That game doesn't show its hand right away, and I don't think Scott would have the patience to get to <laughs> the part that he would enjoy. Fair, fair point. All right, well, here it is. Enjoy. My dearest Martha. Today I present to you my review for Doki Doki Literature Club Plus. A little bit of Monica in my life. A little bit of Monica by my side. A little bit of Monica is all I need. A little bit of Monica is what I see. A little bit of Monica in the sun. A little bit of Monica all night long. A little bit of Monica, here I am. A little bit of you makes me your man. Yours in this life and the next, Van Wart Jr. <laughs> That's one of my favorite names, Van Wart Jr. That's great. That feels very inside for people who played Doki. Doki. That is 100% for people who oh, is played it. it. Okay. Uh, besides just, I mean, you can appreciate it for its, you know, lyrics. Sure. To no, I, the chat room is blowing up. Best segment of the show right there. And based on the fact that I didn't play it, I have to say it's not my favorite Dear Martha, just because I don't get the context, but <laughs> <laughs> apparently somebody is named Monica. But I in think there it's and... going to be a real hit with Monica's uh, out there. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> I also should play. put a disclaimer: there was originally not going to be a Dear Martha review on this show. It's, I'm not criticizing. This isn't me calling you out. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. I think it needs context. That's all. It does. I mean, it yeah. does. It's a context. Yeah. I liked yeah. it. You either if you, you did know a great it, you know, job. I love you your read today. It, uh, yeah. I should play that. Who, who's me? Who's the Who's the band that did their little bit of Monica? Who is that? Uh, the Los the, Santos is, Boys. Isn't that Mambo Number Five? The Los Santos Boys. <laughs> they don't exist. I shouldn't should, should have said anything. I did. <laughs> the Los really. Santos Boys. <laughs> Wait a minute. Your band is a group from a fictional GTA city. Is it? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just this oh yeah, Los Santos. Duh, that's why it was familiar. I was thinking there. All right. Yeah, I didn't even know. I I was just it. So they're saying it's Louis Vega, which is close to Los Santos. It was, it was sort was of some, in the. That's a hot yeah. one hit wonder, the baby. Los, the Los Santos boys. Yeah. yeah. That one hit wonder, 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 one hit wonder hit once, and we all wonder why it was never very good. All right, here's this. Thank you. Let's get to the games we played this week. Oh, that's weird. Is that my ear or my headphone? You guys don't hear a weird buzz, do you? No. No. I don't. I'm going to tell you guys all about a game. <laughs> Sorry, Scott. It's just you. <laughs> it's just me. Great. That's fantastic. High blood pressure, I guess. I don't know. Who knows? Um, I played a game this week that surprised me. A lot of people said, hey, get on Game Pass. There's this new thing that just came out that's super rad, and you should play it, and it's called Proteus. I'm sorry. Yeah, Proteus. I keep saying Proteus with a T, but it's not. It's a D. And I guess it would. Are, it's already on Steam and has been in early access on Steam for a bit. Um, but I'd never heard of it. And there is no shortage 
of games that that try to harken back to like the early shooter days of Wolfenstein, Doom, Quake, that kind of era, and then make them feel fun and new again. The kind of arena shooters, fast paced stuff. Get the blue key, open the door, go find the dude, whatever kind of experience. Um, no shortage of those. However, I think I may have found the one that's better than anything I've played, and I'm I'm going to say something controversial. I like this better than Doom Eternal. That's how much I like this. Uh, Would I say it's better than the 2016 Doom? Maybe not, but I would would put it up there. And here's what you're going to get with it. It's this crazy combination of old school geometry and textures. So it very much looks like, you know, doom walls and the characters are or all the bad guys are 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 sprites laying on the floor when you kill them and, and and sprites when they're fighting you or you can turn on a 3d mode where there are models but i actually prefer the sprite mode anyway uh the game in a lot of ways looks old in that way but it uses all this modern lighting technology and looks new at the same time it's kind of hard to explain but it the combination of of retro and new is an amazing quality in this game. It, they really pulled off a style that just just oozes style and quality and, and intensity and all that stuff. So having you know a modern lighting engine with what is otherwise a very old looking geometry and you know otherwise kind of old kind of school game is really working for me in this game. So that's the first thing I would say. Um, Second thing is the action just feels like veterans of the industry and people who know shooters, which is apparently what this team is, made made a game and they knew what they were doing. Um, it feels so good. The blood gushing out of these guys when they get killed, they just spray the walls and paint everything. And again, that that blood is pixelated, but it shines and, and it reacts to the lighting because, again, it's a modernized engine with these old techniques and that marriage is just visceral. Um, right now, early in the game, you're just fists because you haven't got your first gun yet. Uh, but eventually, mm-hmm. you get your gun. Even the fists are like lit, but they're uh, you know and have highlighting and like ray tracing on them and stuff. But the guns and the hands and all that are are uh, are pixels. Are are two uh, D. You know what am I trying to say? They look like they look like sprites. Uh, yeah, they're sprites. Like, yeah. yeah, and so. The game is no, it wears its inspiration on its, on its face. It's like, Hey, guess what? We're, we loved doom. And so we're going to make a game that kind of makes you feel like that. Uh, the soundtrack is this heavy metal, awesome thing. They actually have a free download for a MIDI version of the soundtrack. If you want to play like the old MIDI sounding sort of, I kind of do, I kind of do too. It's really good, but the soundtrack itself is awesome. It's really well made. This game claims to be just like a preview version. I think they just mean early access, um, on game pass. They just don't call it that. But uh, uh, as you can see, it's starting to kill dudes and their blood is just everywhere. It's so good. Um, and there's even like these demon guys that throw fireballs at you. Does that sound familiar? Well, it should because that's very Doom-like. Um, there's a bunch of, of, of uh, inspi- you know, character, uh, I should say mobs that are sort of inspired by Doom. But there's plenty of original stuff too. Um, it's a true 3D game unlike Doom, which you, you, know, you couldn't look up or down. This game is, you know, full, full environments up, down, you know. XYZ, all the all the accesses. Um and uh I I fell in love with it. 
I can't get enough of it. I played a ton on stream. I wouldn't shut up about it. I think people are sick of me talking about how impressed I was. I haven't felt this way in a while about a shooter. And it's just the perfect mix of immediately familiar old school gameplay, but presenting it in a way that feels new and unique. And I don't, I don't even know what else to say. I love it. I'm totally in love with it. And I can't wait for a full release of this thing. The fact that it's on game pass is just a bonus, but I would, I would pay for this thing. Um, separately if i need to oh, do and yeah. may well still i took one look at it and i said oh this does look like it's designed to in the doom style oh very much you know, so. a lot of shooters and they but they try to do their own thing this kind of looks like there's a set of expectations that come along with a 3d shooter mm-hmm. and they're just trying to meet those expectations and then you know turn it into like you said leverage all the advanced gaming graphical techniques we have with our hardware yeah it, it, and and i would say color control wise too like it's it, there's a combination of like aesthetic uh coolness but also the shooting is really satisfying just chunky and loud and heads are popping and it's just a really satisfying shooting experience which these things need to be for me to get you know hooked on them um so that rhythm you get into that rhythm of Jump here, kill this, pop this guy in the head, jump over there, two shotguns to the face, whatever. And they got all these weird different weapons. The rocket launcher is very satisfying. There's a rail gun type thing. Um, They use, you know, inspiration from not just Doom, but Quake and games like it. And it just, it feels like coming home, but finding out someone remodeled the house and it's beautiful. It's kind of like that um, sort of sensibility. And I just got really hooked on it. And there's a bunch of difficulty levels. So if you're, you know, love the challenge of it, there's plenty of that. There are challenge levels too. Like the 2016 Doom had those levels where it's like kill as many demons with a shotgun as you can, as fast as you can, and beat your previous record and you get unlock stuff for that or whatever. The guns also have alternate fire modes. So the um, shotgun, if you alt fire, uh, will also apply fi- a fire or a burning, uh, uh, what's the word, a burning effect to your enemies. So the harder ones to kill, you can like kind of put them on fire while you shoot them. Uh, same thing goes for the rail gun is only a rail gun when you when you iron sight it uh mm-hmm. if you're not doing that and it's like a lightning gun sort of thing um shot or let's see the pistols there's like some automatic pistols there's a gatling gun where the right click uh keeps it spinning all the time so you don't have to wait for it to spin up lots of stuff like that um and they've just taken a ton of care in it the only thing this thing's missing oh it also has a really cool editor so the community are making all kinds of maps and you can download them in seconds and just play people's maps and you can make entire campaigns, whatever you want to do. So it's got all that. The only thing this is missing is a deathmatch mode. And I would kill for one. I would love it if this game had some kind of multiplayer deathmatch. It currently okay, doesn't. Those guys look like imps, by the way. Like Oh, big time. <laughs> big time. Yeah. So we're watching the video as we're talking and like literally they look like those look pretty close to the imps. Not they're, a complaint. They're almost Very exactly cool. the imps. I mean, they shoot yeah. fireballs. They they all hunched over and go, or whatever. That's who they are. Brown fireball hucking dudes. Like, Absolutely, they're they're, they're, imps. they're the, It's their own distinct style. It's fine. It's okay. Yeah, it's I'm, totally I'm, fine. I'm, and the game keeps doing like um, stuff that you expect from Doom. Like, uh, oh, that's where that is. Damn it! I just saw a secret that I could never get to in my play. <laughs> Um, I tried so Hold hard on. to find that. I gotta that. start the game up. I yeah. gotta, guys. This was driving me crazy. It really did drive me nuts. Even that pistol's great. Anyway, um, I wasn't gonna say. So, uh, well, here's another thing they do in the original Doom. I'm not sure if that was true in Quake, but like the you see the projectiles from the handgun and, and rifles and stuff, which is not they didn't draw those. 
you know, in right. Doom. Right. You'd see the rocket for the rocket launcher and, mm-hmm. and maybe the plasma nodes. Right. That's true. But, Having guns. Oh, and you can turn that off, by the way. It's funny. The game gives you options like you like the old just crosshair and nothing else. Go ahead. You don't have to look at these guns if you don't want to. Um, they have options for, like I said, turning the enemies into actual 3D models if you want, which I hmm. did not prefer. It looked fine. It looked good. But there's something really great about these about these bitmaps. Um, yeah. These these sprites they're just very cool. Uh, what else? Um, uh, there's a whole bunch of options actually. A ton of stuff to kind of tweak your experience, and it just feels like very. These are shooter gamers who oh, just see, love. It these. even has this thing. So um, again, for audio listeners, when the blood splatters or moisture, there are moisture drops on your visor. Yeah, and your gun, right? Like yeah, yeah. So yeah. your gun, your so, your two D sprite gun has shiny blood on it for a while until it until it fades um a lot of details like that you also can like doom was famous for uh being a shooter that never had any reloading you just had ammo and it fired this game has reloading uh depends on the gun but like the gatling gun never reloads but lots of other guns do and oh here's that dual gun thing this thing is nuts um anyway uh what else can i say about this thing i love it i really love it like was shocked by this because normally I'm kind of like, oh yeah, this game I just play is kind of like Quake. Anyway, moving on. Like yeah. they don't really do anything new to keep me around. This had me hooked for hours and hours and hours, and I'm still not done. I'm going to keep playing it, keep playing the campaign. I want to see what the community makes. The only thing that would make me happier, and it's a small team of like four dudes, is if they came out and said we're making a deathmatch mode for the game. I would be beyond stoked. Because deathmatch in this kind of game is one of my jams. I, I love it. Very old school. Very arena. It's very good. Anyway, check it out. Proteus currently on Game Pass and available on Steam as well. And it looks like they're close to release. So uh, what I played was bug free and beautiful. And wow, I was mesmerized. I forgot we were doing a show. Yeah, just it's cool, right? Isn't it cool? <laughs> yeah, like good. just the just the fact. I don't know. There's something about the lighting combined with all that doom shit that just works the game does a really good job of of convincing you that you're being retro but you're really being modern i don't know it's hard to explain it's a a mix of both there it's taking a genre or mode and improving upon it yeah in in using current gen technology rather than improving upon it by adding experience bars and lore and stuff like that which is another way you can go exactly and huge thanks by the way out to everybody who recommended this because i got i don't know 20 tweets and a couple emails saying Scott, have you seen this yet? Scott, have you seen this yet? Hmm. Um, and there's a ton of weapons I haven't even unlocked. There's rocket launchers and all this other stuff. I'm sure there's some BSG equivalent. And you can quickly swap between these different gun variants, either with mouse wheel, top buttons, or if you just hold the Q button down, the world pauses and you can just go, oh, I want that one. Another modern UI yeah, development. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Without it feeling intrusive or out of place. It feels it feels hmm. right. This feels like I, I downloaded it on Game Pass, so I'm gonna try it soon. Oh, you're gonna love it, dude. I can't wait for you to try it. Oh, the music. Oh, it's so good. Like the Doom soundtrack, this thing rips. It's just a ripping metal. Oh, it's so good. Anyway, oh now someone in the chat, did he say BSG? Yeah, there's probably some. I haven't gotten to it, but I'm sure there's some equivalent to a BSG. There's also these glowy. I think they mean BSG. isn't what it's called, BFG. Oh, what I say, BSG. Oh, BSG. Yeah. General, you shoot General Adamas at the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, BFG three thousand. Sorry, 
You just then, shoot him out. He gives a speech, and everyone's like, "He's right." And they just put down their guns. <laughs> so say we all. And then the credits roll. Yeah. yeah. All right. And they play uh, cards with those weird cards with the corners <laughs> cut on them. So there is my corner. there is my long take uh, for today. Other stuff. I did play Wildermyth. John convinced me to get it. Uh, he is not only 100% correct about that game. Um, if other RPGs don't rip off a bunch of these ideas, then what are we even doing? What are video games anymore? Like, this is one of the coolest RPG systems I've ever played. And really? That John, good, eh? Yeah, that whole thing with like, oh, that art style, where they're all hunched over, cheaply drawn cartoon characters, and they all look a little pasted in and all that. Like, all of my... Papercraft. Yeah, all my, all my initial concern about that went out the window the minute I saw how deep the systems are, because once you realize how cool and far that game goes... And what it actually is capable of when someone dies or gets low on health or you make a decision that screws yourself or helps yourself or whatever. You or realize, even just gets older. Yeah. Like your characters age. They age. One girl got hit in the face with a uh, some kind of rock had a magical curse on it and it hit her face and she spends the rest of the game kind of weird. Now she kind of blankly stares and she doesn't have her personality exactly the way it used to be. And she's got a big blue lightning mash on the front of her face that just is there. And I don't know where that's going to end up. I can't wait to find out because I think there's story oh, see, there. I, I had somebody who had a rock embed in their eye because they touched something they shouldn't. And a, a rock exploded out of the wall and oh hit them gosh. in the eye. That's great. And then after a little while of adventuring, they said, um, I don't remember what the choice was, but basically the rock like continued to take over chunks of her body and gave her a natural shield in her offhand. <laughs> So now she has like a rock eye and then it turned into a rock arm with a shield. So she has a defensive bonus. That's cool. But like lower charisma because like she looks a little like a hideous rock monster. Yeah. So it's it's cool. It's good. I'm I'm watching. You're showing some video here of it. Uh, It says reunion by Douglas Austin. So are these campaigns authored by anyone in particular? My understanding is my understanding is yes, they are authored, but they all have tons of branchy stuff and things that happen in the text is all it's all kind of procedurally generated so the actual mm. core story isn't um but the i mean it is in a sense because the minute you know rock lady gets a thing in her eye the story is told very differently uh the minute one of your character dies that changes everything like i don't actually know how they're doing this magic to be honest it's freaking me out because no playthrough is the same uh, no character is the same. No character changes or who ages out or who gets killed or who doesn't or none of that stuff scripted. And I don't know how they're doing it. All I know is I now understand why it's important that they they went with a simple presentation because anything more than this means layers of complexity that would have overshadowed these amazing systems. Right. You've got to come up with the art assets to reflect the right. narrative that you're and instead so. this is simplistic in a beautiful way and they nailed it and i've completely flipped on it it's a rad effing game um and i hope more rpgs do this sort of thing in the future because it's really cool steal all these ideas is what i'm saying uh what else i played um a bunch of mario golf i mentioned that that game's good it's mario golf there's nothing else to say do you like golf it's you like mario, mario golf you did it yeah it's exactly what you think it is there's nothing fantastic about it and there's nothing bad about it you just you play a bunch of golf and I like golf. So I play a bunch of golf and two people with two right. switches in the same room. Total blast playing nine holes, trying to one up each other, using their weird character powers. Good time. Oh, that's cool. Mario that's cool. golf. Is it worth 59 bucks? 
Would it be worth more if it had more courses? Maybe if it had a more robust single player thing, yes. But if you're looking for cartoony head, but a good golf system, this is a good, it's a good one of those. Um, somebody gave me a code for Metro Exodus PC Enhanced Edition, which... Yeah, um, how was that game? That's one that's on my to-do list. Yeah, so I didn't know, I don't know why I avoided it before. I remember when it first came out, it was, people were mad because it went to Epic. It was one of those early Epic exclusives, so people were mad just at that. We're over that now. It's, We're all, it's, it's not that big a deal now, but so there was that, and then there was some problem technically with it, like the PC version had a bunch of bugs or whatever. They put out this PC enhanced version, which supposedly fixes everything, plus adds a bunch of high res textures and other stuff. So that's the one I have. Um, one weird thing is when you go to install it, it literally installs both games: the original Exodus files and the new one. It's like 180 gig or something. I'm like, what are you the doing? Enhanced edition. Yeah, so you just have to cancel the one. It doesn't require the other one. I don't know why they did that. That's really weird really weird uh on steam but anyway so this is on steam is where i'm playing it um i didn't know it but that thing supports dlss it supports ray tracing uh retro supports a bunch of new tech so i turned all that shit up to you know high didn't stream it or anything so i didn't have to worry about that and uh that's a cool game that's a good game those metro games are good man i love metro i've played through the first two twice you know, it was funny as you were talking about it too. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go and uh, wishlist this because I should play that. Yeah. And you know what? I own it. Oh, what? Uh, I was shocked. <laughs> I'm like, what? I when did I, I buy that? Buying that. But, <laughs> you yeah. know, you have a problem Sorry. with. <laughs> you're like, I'm gonna go buy that game, and it's already in your library. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, uh, you should play that sh- uh, that shit, dude. You'd like it. Yeah. I, why have I not played it? Is my question to myself. I don't know. I, I've really liked it. There's some stealth stuff I'd forgotten they do in that game. It, the open world stuff is a concern because you're used to being in the metro where, you know, it's all underground or whatever. But this thing really opens up and almost fallouty in terms of the places you go it's and. Fun. It's like a depressing Far Cry. I mean, kind of. Yeah. Well, without powers, I guess. You don't really... Well, no, you don't have... Do you get powers in this one? I don't... Uh, you don't have powers n- in the other no, ones. No, but. but, you know, there's still the scarcity of bullets. It's not stalker quite where bullets are money and stuff like that, but... Oh, bullets are money in the previous ones. Are they, they not in this they one? They were, but... And this one, I want to say, it's just rare and not... Yeah, so Tradable. like there, well, there's regular bullets and then there's precious bullets, and the precious bullets are what's used as money. But oh. the precious bullets also really powerful when you put them in your gun. Oh, okay. But Maybe that's it. What's great about Metro is that they they have like this air gun where you pump, you got to pump air into it, and then it, you know, like uh, the guy in No Country for Old Men has, but like you know, you you have a gun like that that's just pressure projectiles, which is really cool. Oh, that's cool. Oh, um, you're flipping the coin in that gas. And station. you know, there's the watch and and always. Oh, and having to um, power up your your lamp, I think. Yeah, because like basically you have to crank your own power. At least in the last two, you have to like get your generator and crank hand crank some power so you can have light. So I imagine like oh, this game is this is such a great series. It's pretty great, and it's my you know I love apocalyptic crap and, and the kind of Russian overtones are fun to play with, and it's it's cool. Um, I'm not super far because I was just sort of a fluke when I installed it and played it. I plan to play more this weekend for sure. Uh, Metro is rad. And this be gorgeous. The graphics are insane. I'm watching this train sequence right here and the way the snow kicks up and just a I lot the same on. thing is that they it's so graphically intense and gorgeous but so depressing like they're not like what would be ideal for gamers to look at that they would respond best to they're just like let's make this horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Let's you make know, it horrendous. The doors are do. dingy. Yep. 
old AK 47s yeah. with shit strapped on it and you know, no one's clothes are good and you're, you're this yeah, guy. No, the weapons look good. Most of the weapons are like cobbled together and like broken down. Like, yeah, they, yeah, it's cool. I, I haven't played this. What's I don't wrong? know. Get on that, man. You'll like, I think yeah. that if you own the PC version and you didn't have the enhanced, I think they just gave it to people. Yeah. I, had, I looked in there, had the enhanced version too. I was yeah. like, Oh damn. I think they <laughs> like, were, they were good about that. They were like, yeah, we should probably, probably give this away. And it's still got yeah. the, you know, the mechanics of like the air's getting bad, change your filter and you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's it's part cool. of the tension. Um, and what else? I played a bit of that um, uh, Old World because it came out of beta. As soon as I got home, that's the first thing I did. Old World is awesome, Is that you guys. the Pharaoh uh, modernization? No, this is... <laughs> no, and, and it's not the MMO John always thinks it is. It's, um, it's the new 4X game from the guy that... Civ you, people. The Civ people. Some, some oh, former Civ, Civ people... Where they're uh, they're kind of going more the route of uh, what's it the other game, uh, 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 humankind, uh, Crusader Kings. Oh, Crusader Kings, 3. right? They're like they're going they're going like Civ meets Crusader Kings. A little bit. Where is it available? Uh, Epic. I had it in. I've talked about this game on the show before because I got uh, it in early access, but it exited early access. I'm sure it's headed to Steam soon. So if you're Steam hardcore, you should be able to get it soon. Um, I was happy to support this one because it just looked cool from the beginning and I've really enjoyed uh, the product as it's grown. It's super polished now and they stay in an ancient age. They don't go modern. There's no rockets at the end. It's not, it's not that kind of Civ game. They stay with these dynasties from long time ago. So, uh, half the sput or whatever you call her, whatever her, how you say her name is in there. Uh, the Roman guy, sput. yeah, hat cheese, sput. um, I see hat, she suit. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar, bunch of bunch of these dudes, and it's not presented in kind of the civ, the civ goofy way of like, oh, Teddy Roosevelt is in charge of this ancient civilization that will take things to the rocket. You know, like they don't do that. It's like their time, and the game focuses a bunch on the dynasty of the family or of the rulers or of your government. So you can make decisions like, yeah, we're going to have slaves, or no, we're not going to have slaves, or we're going to let the people decide, or whatever. You have big decisions like that. You have smaller ones like, I like that dude from Syria. I'm going to marry him. He brings good blood to the table and all these benefits, so he's going to be my husband. But then later on, you find out he cheated with some lady from some other civ, and now you got to decide. You can have him killed in public, have him poisoned in private, forgive him, take him back, like all of these crazy choices, and they shape the kind of future that your civ has. And the kind of benis- Can I benefits ask you and bonuses and a stuff. Question about this game, Scott. Yeah. And don't hold back. Just give Go. me the truth. Give it to me. Did you have me burned for being a warlock in your game? <laughs> oh yeah. So I had a guy who I married named uh so my I may rename my queen Dumb Hat. Or no, Lady Something Pants. I forgot what I called her. You can rename everything in the game. So, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Land, uh, you discover a new mountain range that's like, or the Nile. I called it Poop River. It's like, whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. Um, and I named my I like husband. like you went for the immersion options yeah. on all of your names. Yeah. So I named my, my husband John Jagger, just for fun. And um, I can't remember what you <laughs> yeah. did. You, you cheated or something. You did something bad. I forget now, because I've been through a couple of runs since. But anyway, um, I decided to let you live. And you you stayed separate from me. Like, I can't remember how it was. It was just a very cold relationship. Oh, you didn't have me burned at no, the stake. I didn't have which you Which I saw was an option in the video you shared with me that yeah. you could tell everybody that I was a warlock. Yeah. 
and uh, bringing danger to the realm and needed to be burned for heresy. So yeah. you didn't go with that. I decided but not I did to do see that. that I died. Yes. I didn't you, make it. So later what happened is you aged out. You caught some weird oh. plague and died. Um, oh, in the, it was bad. well in the future. Some, some, I don't know, 20 years later you died and we had a whole, we had a whole celebration and everything for you. Yeah. So, yeah. And then I died not long after that. And my son took over and he was a real tyrant. I raised a real butthole and you can do, you can d- shape that. Like, I want my kid to be into tactics and depending on how a few dice rolls go, it, it depends on how he was sort of, you know, how he comes out of that tactics training could say a lot about what kind of ruler he'll be. And he started from a baby all the way up to the new ruler. And now he's the new ruler and you're carrying forward with him. Like it's got a really, really cool dynastic system in it. And the overworld stuff, the, the Civ part is also really great. Like uh, there's a few things they do that I prefer over Civ, like the way the builders work. And the way you construct new stuff, I think, is just better. Um, the biggest change between this and Civ is movement is based on what's called orders. So you have so many orders that you can give, and that equates to how many spaces a unit can move. And you may have a ton of them, or you may have squandered them, or you've got bonuses that help or hinder that. And then you can spend other currencies to like force them to go, but that hurts morale. Like There's a lot of little systems going on. That I that really enhanced the experience for me, and my favorite part of the Civilization games is the old time stuff. I like the ancient time stuff. I don't like when tanks come out. It's not my jam. Um, and so this is set in the timing I like, the tone that I like, and I think it's super cool. And people should play it. And the reviews are in from, you know, all those sites that talk about strategy turn based games, and they're all raving about it. Um, so, okay, so this is a real hit then. Oh yeah, people, the uh, strategy head, like the Reddit page it, for four. Is there voice acting in it uh, at all? Oh yeah, lots of that. Oh sweet, bunch of voice stuff, bunch of looks uh, good. Be, I got to be honest with you, art. It looks really good. You know what's cool? You can't quite see it. Maybe it's a subtle detail, but the clouds, you know, your kind of fog of war clouds that you have in all these mm-hmm. games, they're constantly rolling, and and kind of folding into themselves, and it's just oh, a I really see. cool effect. Um, they just keep coming and, and whatever. And there's, you know, natural disasters and there's, you know, fights. So it's it's a little there. more narrow in scope in terms of timeline. And then it has the whole dynasty mechanic. Yes. To yes. It, basically. Yeah. And so you still have these massive games, right? That can take forever. But but it's 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 not jumping epochs like it's nothing. It's not hundreds of years and three moves. I mean, it's just weird to have the same leader over 3,000 years because that's the one part of Sim that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, like, and in this one, you definitely don't. Oh, and that little avatar of Queen Maspaput or whatever her name is? Maspaput. Yeah. Maspaput. <laughs> I love it. She, she, um, she ages in that little avatar. So so do you, when they die, do you pick a new avatar? She'll, like have, a, she'll have an heir. Yeah, like one of the sons or daughters, whoever you decide. Like and you sometimes and John Jagger's son yeah and some and that's what i did my last one was john jagger and my son and it could have been my daughter but they don't like each other and the daughter wanted to run off with a commoner and i think i let that happen Um, (laughs) so then you let ebenezer jagger rule yeah then you let a real joffrey take over yeah yeah. joffrey jagger it's just enough of that like down on the ground stuff mixed with this grand strategy that it just feels like a good combo and this is the dude that was the lead designer on civ 4 and okay. when they first jumped out, they did that off-world trading company game, also highly regarded, okay. very cool game. Yeah. Um, but it's that was all you know, like 
entirely focused on like trading and yeah this know. is this is dangerous this is an all up all night kind of game yeah i think you'd love it i think this is yeah, i think so i bought it i just haven't played it yet oh john you're gonna love it but it I means did, i actually I have to buy it. something on the epic game store yeah uh, yeah i know uh, oh i forgot to mention the way dirty. they handle tech upgrades it's not just oh it's a new level go do your go do an upgrade go choose pottery or whatever it doesn't work like that instead you get uh, this it's kind of a card system, so you may get uh, four. You know, of the four cards that get dealt, really only one of them is one you want right now. But the game's also good at saying, "Hey, you probably want this one," but you know, like, kind of like the advisors in the in Civ games. So it kind of you know for new players or whatever, it'll give you some hints and stuff. But it lets you choose, and you're like, "All right, well, I think right now the way to go is this," and it just is a more kind of a more organic sort of deal with what you've been given kind of system, and it it works really well and has this effect on the family and the dynasty and the relationship with whatever. And, you know, I named, I named, uh, Oh, that's why I named dumb hat. I named, uh, Oh, what do you call him? ambassador who went, goes to Rome ambassador and like negotiates for him. I called him, uh, ambassador dumb hat. Cause he has this really dumb hat. And, um, he died. We had to do a whole festival for that guy because he brokered peace with the Romans. And oh, what a jerk. it's just great. Super. And, in- Super impressed, you know, whether, you know, that humankind coming out from amplitude uh, later than the summer and the fall, whenever it is, that's more civ level. Like let's go from caveman to rocket ships sort of level. We'll see how that goes. I love endless space and endless legend. Those guys are great for X devs, but right now I think this is a contender for anybody's four X list. Like you got to play this. It's, it's rad. So, Bo, if you play it, well, John, you have it. But if, if you guys play it, I, I need your feedback because I'm also not known for being great at these games. This game makes me feel like I know what I'm doing, though. Mm, that's well, a big change. You're well-practiced with Civ. Like, yeah, but not as much as you guys. You know. I get so far in Civ and then go, I think I want to start over. I like the early game of Civ more than I like the Yeah, like, oh. you get to where you're researching plastics and you're just like, well, I already have my path to victory and yeah. you know, I'm locked I, in. I Nothing like the interesting is going to happen. Yeah. And, I, I am a big boat person as well. Like Usually yeah, I like nautical to ships and, and harbors and stuff. But there is a point. There is a point in that game where it's just like, ugh. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of fun when you build the giant death robots and stuff. I mean, well, I always okay. do domination, yes. though. But. I like the beginning. I like the, I, I would say I like the first two quarters and I like the last quarter. Yeah. Okay. But that, that third quarter in there is just a little, like, bland. And that's, you know what yeah. you're working towards and it's just going through the steps. And it's supposed to be where all the betrayals happen, but depending on what, uh, there, you know, yeah, you're right. There is like a at. third act slog. Like it just yeah. once you're in the, you're like in too deep. You want to finish the game, but you're like, I'm just clicking end turn, and I have to spend time optimizing all forty of my cities. Yeah, or else I lose. Yeah, and for saying. for the record, a lot of four X's suffer from that that third yeah. act slog. I'm yeah. I haven't hit that here yet. Where I feel that way, and I haven't, I also well, haven't gotten to a full victory yet, so that should tell you something. But, um, but I just, I love the feel of it. This is like being in that first part of Civ, and then kind of staying there, but still having a bunch of, you know, milieu in the in the in the middle. Um, yeah, we'll see. It's time, very cool. time is always a limiting factor for these things. I, I was interested in Crusader Kings three as well, and I haven't. I think I. Did you buy, buy it? I was very close. I was very close to buying it. I think I bought it's two. It's on uh, like, oh Game Pass. So, oh, you- Crusader Kings is. 
Yeah. Oh, which, yeah, that's where I had it. So I'm, I'm just it. like, you know, I could play it at any time, but it's just time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm I also should, playing yeah. other stuff. I should also mention that um, Game Pass has Metro uh, Exodus, except I don't Oh, good. Think I'm it, glad I bought it. I don't think it's the enhanced <laughs> one, though. So you probably still have the better version. Thanks. It makes me feel a little better. A little better? Okay, a little bit better. <laughs> that's why I refunded Mass Effect Legendary Edition. For sure, that's going to be on a Game yeah. Pass. Oh, the other nice thing about Scouts, I, mentioned, I want to mention this. Scouts can harvest shit. <laughs> it's awesome. So they can go out and go, oh, this is a big pile of diamonds. I'm going to harvest these diamonds. Or these are elephants. Oh, they're actually useful. Scouts are so annoying because yeah. once you get to a certain point, you're like, I guess I need to have these. I agree. But I agree. I hate them. I mean, they do let you, you know, if you have good trade with another sieve, then you can send them into that. Yeah. And then you can spread religion depending on the game mechanic. Like they, But, yeah, it's they're kind of useless if they're not. All they do is explore. Yeah. No, you're, you're not wrong. Um, other quick mentions. I played Iron Harvest for a bit on the Game Pass. Not a ton to say, except it seems like a pretty capable RTS, but I'm not in the mood for an RTS, so I didn't, I've kind of fell off pretty okay. quick. Uh, Griftlands, still playing that. That game's amazing. Um, Bo's going to talk more about that coming up, so I will, I will yield to him on that. And then I played a little, because I got in that, that Civ mood, I played some Warhammer Gla- Gladius again, or Gladius. I'm not sure how you say it. Probably Gladius. That's their... It's basically Civ if there was only combat, and it's Warhammer 40K. And I've played it before and talked about it on the show, so I won't get into it again except to say that game's cool. And I played some Endless Space 2 because I got to reading about humankind, trying to do comparisons and thinking, what's that going to be like compared to this old world game? And I went, boy, I could go for some Endless Space from those same devs. Let me go just see that for a minute. And I ended up playing a bunch of that. Mostly during a phone call, I was on with a horrible meeting, and it was awful. So I played in the space during that. No, they don't listen to this show. I feel like you say yeah. that every week. I know. No, they don't listen weird. to this. I play this they game. Know, on a they know you well meeting. enough to wind up on phone calls with you, but you feel safe enough to know that they aren't listening. Well, to let's put show. it this way: they're art clients, and they're okay. not connected to the podcast side of this stuff at all. So I think I'm safe, but I could be wrong. I mean, what if he's doing the reverse to us, John? What if he's like in his art meeting? He's like, I drew this art while I was on this horrible podcast. Yeah, I do that on I do that on dungeons That's all the time. What he does on there will be dungeons. Yeah, Careful, I'm always bro. drawing on there. <laughs> I can't help it. it on I one. can't help it because that show makes me inspired, and I and that's where my outlet is. So I love drawing. We're doing that. <laughs> it's the that's reason what Scott us, will what are you never your play the party the leader in There Will Be Dungeons. For anybody that's like, why doesn't Scott ever? Just take command and be the face of the group. It's because he's usually drawing, and so someone's usually like, yes, if only someone had the key, and then we get this from Scott. <laughs> you think I have the key, I'll say? I don't think I have the key. Do <laughs> I have the key? And then everybody else at the table goes, yes, you have the key, Scott. <laughs> yeah, that combined with, like, running the, you know. Yeah, he's doing the, the Foley work, too. Everything, yes. yeah. Yes. He's, qua- he's running the stream. I am by no means. I feel confident in making the joke. Scott does a oh, lot. 100 percent. Yeah. No. Don't fine. worry. Because also we send out art to our supporters every month, and that's got to come from somewhere. So a lot of that happens then. So yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so that was my. I, I, sh- I got a lot in between Sunday and now. <laughs> I was gonna say yeah. your Mario yeah, only Mario man. Golf. Yeah, it's a little. Now that I look at it, I'm kind of freaked out. All right, John, still playing that old Final Fantasy fourteen. It turns out a lot of other people are playing it with you this week because uh, there's been a bit of a revolt going on, and um, part of it is well, yeah, part of it is an army of one popular YouTuber, but 
part of it is tipping point moment, I think a little bit. And uh, yeah, I mean, we, we've had a lot of, we've had a lot of people um, slowly making their way to that game. It's been kind of weird because I felt like I did it for reasons that were not related necessarily to any of the reasons that we're seeing a, a big exodus. And so now I feel like I'm in that camp of like, oh, you're on that bandwagon, huh? And I kind of want to get hipster about it and be like, I was here before it was popular. <laughs> but it doesn't well, matter. You're on the record. Ulti- You've been playing oh, for months. Yeah. Ultimately, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. You play what you like, whether that is uh, World of Warcraft or Final Fantasy or Elder Scrolls Online. doesn't matter. You just go where you're having fun. Um, but I, I'm excited because this past two weeks, I have uh, I've gotten to what is essentially Endgame. Um, I'm currently on the last patch story content, so I'm I'm almost done with what the story has to offer at the moment. Uh, and as a result, things are slowing down. I'm actually hitting a point where like my item level uh, matters, and they're like, "Hey, you can't run this dungeon with that item level you have, scrub." And I'm like, "Oh, well, I guess this is a good excuse to try." raiding and you know running dungeons and doing what you would consider to be end game activities Mm -hmm. and i've been doing a ton of raiding and i gotta tell you what a freaking blast raiding in that game is Mm. for the first time since like i don't know high school i had the oh shit i just stayed up way too late playing an mmo and it is going to cost me tomorrow because I am not going to get enough sleep. Yeah. Uh, my wife has a commute. She leaves. She gets up at 3.30 in the morning, and oh. I am up shortly thereafter, <laughs> and I went to bed at 2. Because oh. uh, I, I was raining, and I was, I'm really tired, you guys. Oh, man. Um, but it was, uh, it was so fun. It was such a good time because, uh, first of all, their raids... Um, well, they have they have multiple types of raids. I was doing normal raiding, which is an eight person, yeah. and uh, it is one boss. You queue, you fight the boss. There's no trash. Oh, no you're running. damn no trash. <laughs> There's no yeah, running I just through. did my first duty like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. The Duties duty. are great just too. The boss Duties duty. are great. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, you um, you just get in and you fight a boss and you have a good time and. I got to tell you, the, the boss fights are really, really interesting. And I did one last night uh, that was, it was just this, it's like if Ikaruga and Portal mixed with an MMO boss fight. Mm. Um, basically, it was a, a bunch of mechanics where it's like, okay, they're going to fire blasts through portals. And then there are other portals where those blasts are going to come out. So they're going to be crisscrossing the map and you have to know what is safe when. But then they add an additional wrinkle to it by giving you a charge and you're either dark charged or light charged. So if you're light charged, you have to get hit with darkness. If you're dark charged, you have to get hit with light. And then they combine the effects to where it's like, okay, I am now dark charged and they're firing a light blast that'll go through the red portal, which means I then have to stand in front of the blue portal when that charge comes through the other side. It gets really complicated. Mm. And the first time I did this fight, I was bad at it. I was I was definitely getting carried. I think I died three times over the course of the fight and was rezzed and uh, I definitely had a bunch of people just carrying me. Yeah. 
But I, I was like, that was a super fun fight. I had a great time, even though I was bad and I felt guilty about it. Not that anybody said anything, but I was like, okay, I was really bad at it. But I want to do it again. So I went in, I did the raid a second time. And I was like, this time is it. This time I'm going to do it. I'm going to focus. I'm going to, I got this. I know the dance. And it is the best I've ever played an MMO in my life. I was dodging. I was, okay, coming out of red. Now go to blue. Now I need this charge. And I was dodging every mechanic. It was a beautiful dance. And as I'm doing it, I notice chat. And chat's just like, kill yourself. Jump off the edge. Die. (laughs) And I realized that the party had wiped while I was doing my Lord of the Dance, dodging these mechanics. (laughs) I was so tunnel visioned at like being my best fighter that everybody was just waiting for me to die so that we could actually finish this boss. Meanwhile, I'm over there just like dodging back and forth and like, I'm so good at this. You guys, I'm so good at the video game. Wow. Um, Wow. I was, but then I had to jump off the side and I said, sorry, it's got a little tunnel visioned and, you know, again, everybody understood. We had fun. We downed it on the next try and, uh, it was, it was just so good. The only problem besides staying up too late, uh, is that I, it was such an adrenaline rush, which I haven't been getting from an MMO again for a long time. Yeah. I laid down to go to bed and my heart's just going. Cause I was just in like full encounter mode. You know, um, I had somebody, uh, I don't remember where I saw it, but I, I heard somebody compare, uh, boss fights and rotations and, and higher end combat in final fantasy is like playing DDR. Mm. Uh, and that is actually kind of an accurate description of what that game uh, plays like in the in the raids right. um, is is that because it's it's not so much about like hammer this button hammer this button hammer this button it is about like move here know when to move here know when to go through the uh, go through your rotation know when to use this I'm getting distracted because the chat's saying this game looks like butt. Scott, you didn't click the video I gave you. Click the video I sent you. Show oh, some real you, content. Where'd you, put the, where'd you put that? Uh, I don't see it. I got properly de- depict my game. I picked the link specifically. Yeah, but man. where is it? Where'd you put it? Right next to Final Fantasy. That's the one right I'm using. my game. That's the one no, I copied. Look yeah. At, look at what I've highlighted. Yeah. Wait. Oh, no. no. Where? No, no, it isn't. This? No, you're too low. You're on bows. Oh. Go up to where John played Final Fantasy. Oh, that one. All right. Hold on a second. Okay. Well, I don't think it looks like butt. But I also argue, I don't know why they think it looks like butt. It looks fine. What looks like butt? It doesn't. It doesn't look terrible. But it's a video game. It's a MMO. This does look old. Okay. Well, this. this, I started playing this game. When we get to what I played, we'll 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 lay into the. You can dive in now if you want. You want to just keep going here with this. No, no, because John's uh, John's explaining a lot. I don't want to interrupt his vibe. Uh, anyway, I mean, but for the most part, I mean, that is that is what I did. I did some raids, um, and I got to play with Bo a little bit. We'll let him. Uh talk a bit more yeah it wasn't the most wasn't really like we played together i was goofing around with him while he was in the game and i was also trying to take care of the baby at the same time so i was a lot of like i can't remember what exactly we did but yeah i don't remember what exactly we did but i've been playing a lot so 
Yeah, we ran around as all lancers and oh, put stuff right. with uh, sticks together. Are lancers so, uh, precursors to marauders? Or I forget. what, what uh, Dragoons. Dragoons, that's it. I yeah. like dragoons. Those are fun. That was Man, what I was cool, using. They got cool looking armor. Um, but yeah, it turns out the end game is really great. It's a very rewarding experience. I have an entire armor set after... I mean, it wasn't just one night of raiding, but... You know, essentially, after a couple days of raiding, I've got an entire armor set out of the deal. Uh, some of that was gear upgrades. Some of it is, you know, for look and appearance. But um, it's one of those things where, like, I feel very rewarded for my time. And I think that might have something to do with the exodus that we're beginning to see. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. why that game is becoming so popular is because, uh, yeah, I, I invested time and actually came away with a lot for it so yeah, that's um i, I mean good. that says a lot and I, I don't think you're alone at the moment there's a lot of people who are seeing this well, eight-year-old x pack too well yeah but they're seeing this eight-year-old game and saying well this eight-year-old one is doing things my 15-year-old one isn't doing for me <laughs> so i'm gonna go over here you know I, I i i don't think this is that shocking i'm just i'm just surprised this week, how how feral it got! It just got it got weird, man. Oh, it got you know the more the um, controversial influencers got involved, and you yeah. know Blizzard is you know par for the course with people saying polarizing and things and yeah. bringing Final Fantasy into the mix. And I mean, a lot of YouTube content is just like, so you're coming over from WoW to Final Fantasy. What to expect? Like, yeah. I just, I yeah. see that pop up a ton on my, on my recommendeds. Yeah. Well, and we, yeah. we also got on the other side of that, you know, 5.1 or not 5.1, 9.1 hit for, um, for WoW. And, and for a lot of people that have been waiting for content in that game, they got their first chance to see what, new content for that game looks like and for a lot of people myself included it wasn't good enough no it so did nothing for I, me I, I hate to say it but it did nothing for me like zero. yeah you you wait eight months and then you go okay i waited eight months and uh, i'm not into this it was very know, incremental I, it felt like a con it felt like a patch but not a con not not a major patch. it just felt like a i don't know i don't know what to say mm. about it i mean i don't i'm trying not to be I'm not even actually that negative about it. I just think that we're we're just getting to a point where we have to face the fact that that game is as old as any any MMO has ever been for the expectation level we should have. And and I'm having to come to grips with it. I just have to come to grips yeah. with it. It's just not, you know, I don't know. It's not doing it. But you're tempting me with this. Like the idea of raiding where I can just queue up for a quick boss fight because that's the time I have is yeah. really appealing. You know, not doing yeah. 10 wings or something like, let me just get in. I can still do that if I want, because there's plenty of other rating tiers in the game. But just get in, kill a thing, get a drop, get out. I well, don't know. Well, it was also still available if you wanted to do like, it's not like you play one and would have to. <laughs> yeah, start, you, right? you are playing. You, play the, both. you have played Shadowlands, right? So sure, you sure. Could, sure. You could, you know, get yourself raided. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, I think one of the things that people look at when they see Final Fantasy is they're all coming at it as a level one player and they have a main story quest that is insanely long uh, because it's multiple expansions and the story is, you know, such a highlight that it feels like, oh, God, this game is so long. But Final Fantasy is is not designed to be 
log in every day once you are caught up to the top. It is designed to be put in the effort you want to put in, and if you want to go somewhere else, go somewhere else. Like, that's an intentional from the developers. That is what they say they want the game to be. They don't want it to be a daily grind. Right. Um, and so I, I think for a lot of people, the ability to juggle Final Fantasy in another game is not actually that hard. Uh, I think it can be done. I just think it seems daunting when you're, you know, level one, making your way up to 80 through hundreds of hours of story content. You're like, Jesus, this is so much of this game. But now that I'm at the end of it, I'm starting to see where it's like, okay, well, this is going to be my stopping point till the, you know, expansion hits or, you know, maybe I'll get in and I'll do a raid here and there, go for some transmog or go for some old content that I... I didn't have. Um, maybe I'll I'll give that a try, but I can go do something else if I want to. Yeah, you can get that skinny chocobo to match your fat chocobo that you got now, right? Is yeah. that a thing? I have I have two skinny chocobos. Oh dear! And your main chocobo, you can put armor on, and he will also fight beside you. Oh you well, I got that cool mechanical chocobo last time I was in. He's cool, but he makes a lot of noise when he walks, and it kind of pisses me off. <laughs> I think that's Magitek armor. Yeah, that's not a chocobo. Oh. I don't know. Oh, it's not. He's shaped like one, though. <laughs> well, because okay. even when they're around, you know, it's, a, pe- it's a bipedal. It, yeah. OK, these, pe- fair. these people out in Lomps Ellipso or whatever the hell the name of that place is, they're all sitting around going, all right, look, we need to make some alternate vehicles that aren't these birds. What do you guys want to do? I know. Make them exactly like the birds. Exactly. Like down to the feet. Let's make a <laughs> robot version of the bird. It's a, you've played 14. Oh, yeah. Whole bunch. Oh, we talked about it on the show. Didn't. No, we talked about it a ton on here. I mean, the Dragon Beef came up uh, as I yeah, was. Yeah, I guess leaning, I just my whole yeah. narrative is you play ESO, John plays Final Fantasy. <laughs> yeah, 14, I was. I started leaning out. toward ESO uh, in the last few months, but uh, yeah, I guess that's right. Now that you mentioned, yeah, that. for a long yeah. time I was. I mean, I got to what I get to. What level are is your guy? Seventy? No, sixty. Well, oh, didn't wow. you buy a level skip that put you at like seventy, but then you did a story skip to like level 60 content hold on let me like think that. i think i did a level skip thinking it did both and then it didn't so i was way out leveled for early content but i still did <laughs> oh it was 50 Sorry. that's what it was i level oh. skipped to 50 no i level skipped to 70 story skipped to 50 yeah and that's uh, i'm in there somewhere yeah okay but i but before so, all that i played till level 30 or 40 of just natural zero to 40 or 30, whatever it was. So I played, I played quite a bit um, before I did the job. Well, now that we're all playing, maybe we should try and do a thing together at some point. Yeah. Maybe. So, yeah, so tell should. us, uh, well, before you do that, Lego builders journey, John, I need to know what's going yeah, on. Yeah. I'll talk about this just real quick. Seems it is something new. We haven't talked about Uh Lego builders journey is a, uh, kind of feels like an indie game almost like it's a it's a little puzzle game where you build legos and you solve basic puzzles it it's very charming looking um i would say so i'm kind of well known for not liking the game inside which is considered a very good game by most people but i think it's a little up its own ass um i would argue that this game comes very close to being a little too up its own ass Mm. about like how quaint and wonderful am I? I'm a beautiful Lego game, and I think I'm maybe more than I than I am. Mm. But honestly, I I think it manages to just steer shy of it, and it it kind of tells a story of you know like 
it seems like a father and son going on an adventure together, going on like a hike. It it's a little pretentious, but it is charming. It it looks great. Like the yeah, look of it look. is is really nice. Yeah. I hate the controls. Oh. I that you can't remap the controls is shocking. There's like three things you have to do in this game and they've mapped it all to the left mouse button. I don't know what they thought that I was too busy doing that I couldn't use a right mouse button or anything else, but like everything is mapped to left mouse and I hate it and I never got used to it. And I would think this game was probably 10 times better if I could just put like pick up and drop on different mouse buttons. Cause the problem is, is it's click once to pick up. Yeah. Click once uh, to rotate it. Yeah. Click and hold to set in position, or click and hold not over something to release it. Yeah, put that. And, that needs to be a right click. That's stupid. Yeah. That's mm. stupid. Yeah. So I'm annoyed now. I, I'm now I'm annoyed. That's the one thing I don't like. If they would just add slightly different control scheme options. I would be 100% on board with this game. But it is very good at what it does. It is very sweet. And the the, the challenges and all of that are, are actually kind of interesting. So, yeah. Um, oh, this is on I, Apple I Arcade. I'll try this on touchscreen. That might be why the single click thing stuck through because the Apple, the, the, the phone, phone or tablet version is going to be, that makes sense because uh, okay. you've only got one yeah. click. But I'll have to check that. I didn't know it was on there. I have that. So I'll, I'll check this out. Seems neat. Hmm. Seems real neat. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's get to. Oh, and you played more Wilder Myth. Any further thoughts on that? Yeah. Nah, we said it all. That game's great. It's amazing. It's good. Yeah. Uh, Bo, Sea of Thieves. You, play, you finally got in and dove into Sea I of Thieves. I played Sea of Thieves for the first time with those miscreants we talked about earlier. Yeah. Um, why haven't we played this game? This, I don't know. Let's get in there. This might be the best online multiplayer game I've ever played. Like, <laughs> Whoa. That's a- it's really good. I guess what I, a, I appreciate, I mean, it does have action in it, but most of the gameplay is nonviolent, right? Like mm-hmm. you got to get on a boat and make the boat go. Yeah. That is surprisingly very difficult thing to do, and and I love it, especially if you've got friends that you're very comfortable with and you can bicker and give each other shit, but it's all good at the end of the day. Mm. Um, I just think we'd have a blast playing this, and what's nice about this game is, you know, I haven't looked up to see if Thieves Wikipedia or anything. I have no idea what's about to happen, so, you know, at one point, <laughs> a shark was attacking our ship, and it was the craziest thing ever. I loved it, and... The other thing I really appreciate about this game too is there's no RPG mechanics. Like you do not level, you do not progress. Like there there are reputations which I normally hate in any game, but because it's just a progression thing to get cooler missions, mm-hmm. I find I don't mind it. So I'm just really I'm really digging I think what it is is like online play is always something that's very, like, it's shooter-based, it's Destiny. We talked a lot about those games all through today, and I like those games, but it's a really creative take on a fun activity to do in an online game that is actually satisfying, bringing the treasure back, satisfying, meeting your devastating demise is satisfying. I've only seen one boat of other players, and they kind of passed by, and it was as we were being attacked by a shark, so I was hoping we didn't wouldn't interact with them. The last thing we needed was to be 
waylaid by other pirates. Right. Um, and you're playing with randos or by yourself or how? 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 Was I you know playing? Mike and Crofton. We played oh, two players. Okay. So we have room on what for one more. But I'm thinking like it's just a game that we would enjoy. That isn't you know I, mean, I love Vermintide and Dwarf game, but this game is just it's silly you know and it's fun like just making it from point A like then back to the outpost. Mm-hmm. Is hard. It's hard to sail a boat. You have to steer the rudder. You have to know how to use a compass. You have to be able to read the wind. I appreciate the gamification of things that aren't necessarily focused on strictly shooting traditional game stuff and that they've made it fun. It it, it actually works really well. The game runs beautifully. Mm-hmm. The water looks amazing. Like yeah. just overall the aesthetic best, best is very water, pretty. Best water in gaming right now, I think. It's amazing I water. I think it's the best water in gaming. Not only that, like when the Kraken shows up and we were assaulted by a Kraken. Yeah. Um like the water turns inky. So when I swim down, well there's ink in it. You can't see anything in the water. Oh wow. And I'm like there's there's all kinds of nice touches where the world, there's not a meter or a mechanic that tells you, oh, this danger is going to happen. You have to read the world. You have, if are there birds gone? Well, that might be mean danger nearby because that. What am I nearby? Nearby. 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 It's it's this is this is an incredible gaming experience. I think it's like massively underrated, and it is still pre- rated. I'm sure uh, pretty, pretty high. Rated, it won yeah. awards and stuff, but yeah. it. It doesn't. This is this. This should be like a, considered a premier experience in gaming. It's well, I think they always you know, intended it to. It's like rare software. It's a big, you know, big name in gaming. Yeah, Microsoft yeah. really pushed it. I'm, the problem is, it was kind of not great in its first six months, and has gotten. That's what better. I've heard. Like yeah. all, people who were because I streamed all that I played. Um, people were saying, "Oh, I got to get back into this." Is a lot more than what was. Uh, yeah there when i started so that could very well be i'm playing pretty I guess late into it but mm-hmm. there's a there's a kind of a, a no man's sky quality to the development like exactly yeah. but the, the, this because we played no man's sky as well and we fell off of that because I, I think the big difference is this no man's sky is designed for the single player experience right. even though it's multiplayer right. the multiplayer stuff is just it's not that on. it's an afterthought. It's just patched in later yeah. and it's not built the activities of just existing in the world are not built on co-op this literally requires co-op like somewhat you if you're steering the ship you can't go down and put wood to uh, repair the leak in the boat right another guy's got to do it and then someone else has got to look at the map someone's got to be in the crow's nest like it is the core idea and how they they made it easy to do but still challenging is what really works for this game now i don't know long term if this game is something you're going to want to play for years and years and years but like you know, where you got a bunch of people want to play a fun game on a Friday night or something, get, get you know, a good five hours out of it. Yeah. This is a really fun experience. Depends on your interest, too. It just so happens Mike in particular likes sailing the boat. Like, he doesn't care about the other stuff. He's just like, <laughs> get the anchor up and do the same. Like, he just loves the boat management and parking the boat right. And it's like, that's enough. Like, we don't need all the extra stuff. So we're really just having a great well, time. Let me ask you fun. about ganking. So someone in the chat, I think Sidian said, uh, I can't, it's, he chat room is very active tonight. This is awesome. Um, yeah, you guys are great. It said, I can't find it. Oh, it says, see if these is amazing when you start uh, getting, until you start getting stalked by some randos when you're just trying to turn in two hours worth of loot. Have you guys had like, um, so we haven't really encountered other players. I, I'm just wondering, I think maybe the game's probably being a bit forgiving because we're still in noob status. Yeah. And I don't know if once 
you know, like I haven't, we haven't really been screwed by other players, but we've been screwed by lots of aspects of the game. Yeah. To me, and this is sort of where Psyche's about ga- online gaming, you know, has to differ. In a game like Final Fantasy, is just a, a near example. You go do a raid, you expect to get your reward for participation in the raid if you complete it. Yeah. So when you come to Sea of Thieves, you're like, well, I'm doing a quest, I expect to get reward for participation. No, you should expect no reward. You should expect to get effed royally by the game. And that's the pleasure. Like, there, there, there's a pleasure in failing and failing comically. And I think with this game, if you get to the point where you're like, I'm going to own at this game, it feels like you're doing it a bit wrong. You know, and it's okay to play that way. And I'm sure there are great crews out there who can own face and, and do this kind of stuff. But my enjoyment from the game is literally like, well, we've got three skulls, let's turn them in, and the Kraken kills us, and we lose everything. And we're like, that's hilarious. Yeah. Like, that's, I don't need in this game to feel like I'm min-maxing or getting rewards. The reward really is the journey, and the stories we're telling as we explore the game world. So this is like the reverse where, like, you know, if you get into an MMO or an Destiny, you're like, what's the optimal mission path? What are the good weapons? You look them up, you watch some videos. This is best... This delicacy is best savored knowing nothing, as little as possible at the game, so you can enjoy the exploration of what it has to offer. That's that's my take on it so far. Yeah. And I don't think this will ever be a game that I'm like, man, I want to be the top levelist pirate and own everyone. Maybe I'll turn into that. I don't know. But for now, it's it's just really rewarding to explore the game. So um yeah i haven't you know we're not looking up guides the only thing i had to look up was just understanding the reputation system a bit because mm. they don't explain it very well in game uh but yeah this is a this is i think probably my favorite game i've played this year oh my gosh that's high praise it's, all right it's so good just for the the sheer fun factor like just the sheer like brain exploding like oh my god like there's a crack in attack <laughs> what the actual f like it would and no games give me that, you know, like uh, this year, anyways, gives me that, like, oh my, that wow factor. I was very impressed with with how um, the water tech freaks me out. I actually get a little ang- anxious because it's so like the when it does a high crest and you can see the sun light yeah. is and when it's in a storm, waves. like the you actually feel the boat. You know, when you go on a big wave, like your boat's like teetering, like. It's not in the water anymore. It's like it's teetering on a seesaw. You really feel like, uh, maybe we approached this wave the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And when you're in a storm, the actual um, steering wheel, I forget what it's called, the, the wheel, fights against you. So even though you're turning it, you know, the, the force of the ocean so much that you're like, whatever, you're, you're stuck at sea. And it'll rain in the storm and you have to bail out your boat or you'll drown from all the water. It's just... It's great. I, I feel like this is the best gaming experience I've had this year, honestly. That's and, really cool. Um, I wish. I mean, I'm glad I've come to it now, but like, I slept on it, you know, big yeah. time. Yeah, no, I'm I super... could see it not being fun single player. This definitely is fun because of the multiplayer. Oh yeah, there. I mean, I, I'm sure there's fun to be had solo, but I'm sure the real core here. It's it's like, you know, I like dwarf game on my own sometimes, but it's absolutely the best yeah. when we're all playing it. I mean, I yeah, think part I, of it, too, is that you do spend time in the ocean. And not that it's boring, but it's fun to have people to shoot the shit with while you're, yeah. while you're traversing. Because it's not, it's not a game that's trying to keep you entertained every second that you're, you're playing it. So yeah. 
having people around to make the game entertaining is, is definitely a part of it. It's also a little I tried it uh, oh, solo yeah. for a little bit, yeah. and I have to say the part I had the most fun with was when my wife came in the room and I had somebody to go, look at this, too. You know, so <laughs> yeah, exactly. e- even solo, the most fun I had was when someone else was there to watch the stupid shenanigans. <laughs> right, right, yeah. exactly. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that they've improved it so much because it sounds like it's finally the game that they envisioned. And they stuck with yeah. it, and that's rare these days, so... Very nice. Yeah. Oh, rare. I so, get it. Love that game. Because rare made rare. it. It's rare software. Rare. <laughs> Makes me excited to try Grounded, honestly. Feel yeah, fun. we ought to try Grounded. I want to get into it. John played it, right? He I mean, it's Grounded. how the yeah, it. it's the video game. Yeah, I did you like it? A little bit. Yeah. It was all right. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I missed the mechanic in the tutorial, and so mm-hmm. I ran around not knowing how to do something, and played it up until knowing how to do that thing was critical and then went, I don't know what to do in this game and turned it off. So right. I don't know uh, if I'll be able to deal with the spiders. I'll have to make them abstract. You can, yeah, you gotta do that <laughs> yeah. option, yeah. but I haven't played it at all. So it might be fun to just jump in there and they've been updating the hell out of it. So maybe now's the time. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Tell us about your time as a lion man. In Final yeah, Fantasy so you guys have both played Final Fantasy fourteen. I've tried to stay away from MMOs as much as possible. I don't know what it happened. Friday night I got excited to just try something on that level, and I took the plunge, you guys. Mm. And plunge hard I did. <laughs> so the idea was I was going to play Friday, and maybe a bit on Saturday, and then you know move on to I want to get back to all the other games I'm playing. Every night this week I've stayed up way past my bedtime playing we're, we're in bdo land here yeah. um you know our yeah. good world of warcraft days like oh it's two o'clock well i'm just one more questing it's good it i want to say though yeah. there's a lot of things that are bad with it that oh i'm ha- like i'm ha- you know there's a lot of credit right it's not like it's not a most, game. It's, I mean most animals are have an open not. world yeah and this yeah. is like it's like the the world seems small I would say like the the starting areas are generic, you know, it's generic looking, looking also forest and generic stuff, looking but, desert. Like yeah. you know, if I just compare it to Azeroth, Azeroth's very styled and memorable, even if it's less fidelity. Right. But I'm holding out again, understanding that the later contents sort of where the juice is. So, but and the other thing is, is it's like there's a lot of, and this is fine, but there's a lot of you know, I don't know, there's not. I guess what's disappointing about it, what really struck me, is the lack of uh, interesting race options. Like, I was very happy to be a lion man. I don't see very many lion men. I see a lot of cat women. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of bunny ladies and cat women, and I'm like, this this, this looks like Black Desert Online. And there's, there's totally nothing wrong with it. But at the same time, I'm a little bit like, I'd like to see some trolls or some orcs or, I don't know, some some variety people, you know, and so... That aspect of it, I'm I'm just a little bit like okay, but uh, overall, I'm having a good time. But it is highly addictive. Oh, like yeah. I'm I'm like I'm at the point where I'm kind of like okay, so I've I've played every night since I you know it's been like five days and I put forty hours in. I think maybe I shouldn't play this game. Mm. Um, <laughs> and that's about where I'm at. That's, <laughs> that's about where, where I'm at with it. I'm like, <laughs> I think I don't want to play this and. And then I'm going to play anyways, and then that's a sign of addiction. Yeah. You've been so going down a really weird path with it, though, right? Like, you've been getting into trade skills and stuff like that, and, like, various trade skills, right? Well, I'm just like, I, I so, no, this is what I did. Um, 
so what I find annoying is the it's not annoying, but like you'll go you'll have to go back to an old zone for some reason, and there'll be side quests there, and everyone says don't do the side quests, but I'm like, well I'm here. And I'm like, if I'm over-leveled, I don't get a lot of benefit from the XP. Like, for example, if I'm level 27 and they're level 15 quests, yeah. the ideal range for that value should be that I'm level 15, right, within the range, because that will fill right. my bar, you know. Especially when you're under... So what I decided to do was I unlocked all the jobs and I unlocked all the crafting professions. I just spent four hours on starting them all, getting the first mission done for each of them, so that if I encountered a situation where it was more beneficial to be the lower level, I would get better value. And see, this is where the sickness creeps in. This is this is where Bo, Bo can't play games normally. He's like, he's sick. And all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm going to get level 80 in every job and max out all the professions, and I'm like, I can't play this game. I'm I have a way too addictive of a personality. So... I'm right now in the middle of saying like, yeah, it's a great game, good alternative to WoW. I mean, it's pretty much a WoW clone, but um, stands out in ways that WoW doesn't. And so, like you said, makes it its own unique experience. So if you like that style of game, this is a great, it's a great Coke to your Pepsi. Good options. Sure. Sure. But sure. It, it definitely has the, um, the hamster wheel, the RPG hamster wheel thing going for, it. I can feel it I can feel the yeah. addiction. I can feel I'm at my day job going like, maybe I'll just play some more Hunter tonight, and then I'll go, but you played <laughs> yeah. six nights in a row. You should play, you bought Rogue Book, and you bought, uh, you know, a, a Ziggurat a Listener gifted me Wildermyth. I'd like to try that game. Thank you. And, um, you know, I want to finish Grifflands, and I'm like, and I can see, I, I can see the future. The next four months, all I'll be doing is playing Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna hate it, and I'm like I I made a grave mistake starting this game. I think yeah, as I cool as it you, is, if your if your play style is level up all the jobs at the same time, I think maybe I don't want to. I just decide well, to, you know, like <laughs> don't do. That's it. what I mean. It's and I, it's like you know I want to take personal responsibility for these things, but also the game and like I sort of all MMOs are like this like. I don't care. Like, I know they'd say that they're not, but they're trying to like get you to log in daily and they're trying to keep you interested and give you activities. But it's just like, uh, uh. so right now I'm at a point where I need to set a more singular goal. Like I'm going to get the electric guitar. Well, that's yeah, exactly. That's, that's the issue right now is I want to get the virtual instrument that you get as a bard that you can play and perform for other people. Get to level 30. Well, that's what I've been doing. But and then get yourself, a you know. But then eventually, I'll also want to, you know, I'm sh- I want to play a dancer. The dancer class seems cool. I want to, I want to, while everyone's fighting a raid boss, I want to dance around and go, <laughs> which is an like actual class. Yeah. Yep. And then you know, like it's just like that's how the the sickness never ends. So I don't know. We'll yeah. see. We call that the bow blue hole. That's what this is. Yeah. It, yeah. It's more just me. Like I will. I will play games a lot longer than the average person as well and, and make poor life choices in relation to games. Mm. So, and you know, I can play an actual guitar. Like, <laughs> the thing yeah, is, like, I don't true. need to play a guitar in Final Fantasy XIV. I can just play one, you know, like, so I don't know. And well, mostly, you shouldn't do anything I get detrimental, to... but if you yeah. stick with it, we should run some stuff. Because the early dungeons are not very good, but I feel like with friends they would be okay. I'll, I'm still gonna play. I'm just making this big speech, and I know I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get something to eighty. Scott, you gotta. I might play. get back Help in. Yeah, now that you me. guys are 
super in, I may have to get back in. I mean, I've got yeah, a character. I picked up a new job to keep around the level that Bo's at, or yeah. going to try to, and, you know, so we can theoretically all run stuff See, together. See, now here's a lure in the chat. Rothgar make lousy dancers. Rothgar's... So what you're saying is I should start a second character. Or no, just be a Rothgar. <laughs> just be a Rothgar. Well, I know oh, you. You were, a, you were a lady dwarf warrior. You, are, you picked the right... You picked the right race yes, for, for yeah, that goal. Yeah, it is That's not the most be. common. You you get out there and you dance as a big old lion man. There yeah. you go. That's right. You do your That's lion right. man. You be you. Hey, Bo, yeah. tell me about Doom Eternal on the Xbox. You like that game. How is that game on there? Uh, so the well, yeah. So it's the game you know and love. They recently did a graphics update, so it looks sweet. Yeah. Like it's a good time to play if you love the graphics. Yeah, play it. Man, playing that game with controller sucks. <laughs> it's not your. It's so bad. Yeah, it's so yeah. hard. I got to take my finger off the stick for a split second to push a button, and and then I'm stuck in a corner, and that the big beefy guy is eating my chode. Or <laughs> no, <laughs> big beefy guy <laughs> well, eating my chode. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's not the way I should say yeah, that. That's exactly uh, the way. Yeah. I think you should always say that. And never not say anything else. <laughs> He's like ah. <laughs> yeah but he's no, like you know so, be a new one in the corner and i'm so like oh this, my god this like, is the updated um this got like some ray tracing crap on the x on the series x and s i think right like a, yeah it's yeah it has, it's, it's now optimized for x and s yeah. it looks beautiful i mean it's just the game i know from pc runs smoother for me but it ran pretty good on on my system all things considered mm-hmm. um but the game is the controller man oh it makes me wish can i mouse and keyboard on my xbox i think please? so like, oh can't you like, can't you compl- it's literally the same game it's not a consoleified version this is doom ass doom eternal from the pc mm-hmm. let me plug my mouse can you can I you think plug you a mouse can. and keyboard yeah i think you can i'm pretty sure really yeah i don't mm-hmm. know i mean I, I i assume certain games may not right out of the box support it but i I I don't know. I can't imagine. I mean, you can use a controller on your PC to play this same game. So why not mm. the other way around? I know the I know the device itself supports a keyboard and a mouse. So you can definitely oh. do that on the console, but whether right, or not I'm look at that. Hopefully probably not on the S though. I probably screwed myself by buying an S, but eh, you never um, know. I, I don't know. I didn't know that. Okay, though that's interesting. You shouldn't have screwed yeah. yourself. All the all the same capabilities should be there. It's just a matter if of that's true, I might just Oh man, that opens up a world of possibilities if I can play that. Yeah, and as far as like where you're parking the controller and you know how you're using your mouse, and if you got a little <sighs> you know couch table or I don't know what you'd do, but Chad is confirming you can't. Oh my lord! Yeah, there you this go. This changes everything. Yep, because the go. game runs amazing. The game like it's indistinguishable from my PC, like my PC experience, anyways. So. Yeah, the load times are yeah. nothing. That's the other thing. Just nothing. I don't know how you controller guys do it, man, but. Props to you guys. Yeah, you props to the controller guys. Controller. I love playing controller. I love playing single player games with controller shooters. I don't have a problem with it at all. But Doom is Doom requires more of you. Yeah. It's not Doom was an exception for me. As yeah, well. same, same. So I totally yeah, you got you always got to be moving and one little split second off the controller. Like I'm just I'm in a corner. I can't get out. <laughs> I need new buttons to do things, and then it all falls apart from there. But. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't play too too much because I got frustrated with the controller. I did the first two levels, and well, now I you know what you got to do, man. You're good. Yeah. Hook that up, and Sweet. rock and roll. Right. Uh, finally, and Griftlands. Uh, I understand yeah, so, this has taken top spot for you in these card games lately. That's good to hear. Cause yeah, well, it's just, I think I was kind of down on it because it, it was intimidating to get into. But the first campaign, this is my favorite. So I finished the first campaign. Yeah. And it's all like. 
I'm Sal. I have this revenge story. Let me kill this person. Let me, you know, do some jobs, get a reputation, and then take my revenge out on right. know, the, the bad guy. Right. The second mission is way – it's Rook. Yeah, Rook's It's way great. better. He's yeah. not it, it, looking to kill somebody. He's just uh, – he's a bounty hunter. He is a bounty hunter. And he's, his, his, his job's uh, from one side and job's from the other side. And uh, maybe his, his coin flip I, I, business I, is so much fun. I love his coin flips during arguments. It's just a cool – Yeah, his yeah. coin flip mechanic is great. But also the way the story's set up is you can agree to work with one party and then you're sent as a double agent to the other group. Yep. And then all throughout, you have opportunities to be like, well, I can be a triple agent. You know, I can backstab the people I originally agreed to work for. It just felt really fluid, and it felt really like I was participating in the story in a pretty seamless way. Yeah. And the card game mechanics grew, grew, grew on me more and more, like yeah, doing the negotiations and, you know, like combat's interesting. Uh, the negotiations are way more interesting to me, but it all blends together in a nice package. So I want to say like, this is a harder game replayability wise because it's not simple and straightforward, but it's really, really fun. Like wait until you unlock, uh, you unlock the, what's it called mode? Uh, the last guy I haven't played like flubby or whatever. (laughs) Flubby. Um, once you unlock that, it's, it's basically becomes like, um, yeah, there's a brawl mode I saw in yeah, there. Yeah, brawl mode. Like, it, I haven't ba- tried it yet. Brawl yeah. mode is basically Slay the Spire in terms of like, here's a path. Mm. It's random. You're not going to the map anymore. Yeah, you okay. just go and you fight or you argue and then you get rewarded and then you keep going as long as you can. Get to a boss, take out the boss. Like, it's a very it's it's equally as satisfying. I'm I'm playing that now and it's great. It's very good. Yes. Yeah. So like uh, if you you know are looking for a card battler and want something like interesting story and are willing to invest in complexer mechanics, it's not especially if you're newer to it, it's going to take some time to get into it. And I would say the first story is like I didn't find the first story super compelling. Like I was just I'm this person, I'm going to kill that person, whatever. But the second one, oh my God. And if you're saying the third one's even better, then that's great. So yeah, that's really good. There's, there's a hump there, but it it is better. I did like it better overall uh, than, I guess, Tainted Grail, just in terms of the slickness of the package, the greatness, you know, the artwork, all that. Yeah, that's really cool. So. It, the, the, I want, it made me want an uh, animated mo- film or TV show based on these characters in this world. I love the, I love the world. It's really, yeah. really cool. It's, like it's pretty Star well Wars fleshed meets, out, too. The Derricks yeah. and the whatever, the electric. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You know, they have these weird names for everything, and they're they're pretty original. Yeah, um, the electric you know, and mm-hmm. distinctive too. Well, whatever. You're it's, like it's me. Like the- <laughs> you're, you're like me today. I don't know. I usually well, have terrible names for things. This is great. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. I mean, it's, it's just I'm not I'm not in the sug. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, we're getting later and later for Bo. He, he's, it's uh, yeah, 10 p.m. Us, so I have had no sug. I had a healthy dinner. I oh, ate vegetables did. and meat and. Yeah, I didn't have. I'm not. I don't have any mango Coke like you do, or mango Pepsi. Oh my gosh, we've gone uh, longer than I thought tonight already. We were last week. I was like, oh, I promise we'll never go like close to three hours again. Here we are. Um, People love it. They love hanging out, listening to us talk talk about video games. Yeah, it's nothing wrong. And played. uh, We all played more video games. Well, John didn't, but I think you and I played more video games than we normally do. Yeah, I agree. Um, and we, I mean, I know. did. It was just the same video game. <laughs> yeah, you spent just much time in there, and right, you weren't right. as scatterbrained about it. I I got real scatterbrained, but I think I'm going to really focus on Old World for a bit. And oh, but I want to play more Grifflands. Ah, whatever. I'll, pl- I'll probably play ten new things next week. Who knows? 
Uh, all right, let's get to an email uh, before we check out of here today. Here's how we do that. That's a good question. We tell you to send us emails to uh, talk to the court gmail.com. And you could be like this Andrew guy who says, hello, boys. I listened to the 6-3 episode, uh, meaning the June 3rd episode, that mentioned a new Anno game, and I got stoked. Well, it turns out this is some Chinese developer making a 2.5D side-scroller. Not all that mutant city building that we uh, that we imagined. Lame. Well, the reason I wanted to share this, he said cheers, uh, is it looks kind of cool. Click that link. No. Look, look no. At the, look at is this Stephen Dorff's dong again? No, I feel not. like if I click this link, I'm going to they're going to check to see if I'm a youth or not. I promise it's nothing like that. It's just an it's a Steam game and a PlayStation game. It's like nothing. It's just Chinese developed. Uh, so we don't have to be xenophobic about it. But look at it. Look at this cool like Neo Tokyo pixely weirdness that's happening it's pretty oh rad God, this is awesome all right yeah. i gotta you know what i clicked it and i'm fine it's a steam gotta, game it's a steam see isn't that look cool john has, come on it has a look but why is it an anno game i don't know is why it's not related to it at all or no, is it related no to connection it? at all it's not a ubisoft joint oh. ubisoft owns anno so i don't know what that is but it I looks just, neat I, oh, annos i think just a a, a word so they can. I them. refuse to acknowledge that there are words I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, so sorry. What is? I, I missed the part. Well, of the, the whole email. point is he thought it was. He thought we were talking about, a, or when it had come up, because on the episode we just mentioned a new Anno game, and I think I was talking about the eighteen hundred one that I've been that I had been playing, and he got real stoked, so he went to go find it and found this. And, oh, uh, we were reading a list of games that might appear at E three, and we saw something called. Anno oh. mutation mutagen. And we started guessing that they were going to make a weird Anno game. That's right. Um, That's right. Well, all this, I know is this that this has a look to it. I'm going to tell you, this looks like it might be a better cyberpunk game than cyberpunk. I know. It looks really cool. So I, I'm interested in how that goes. It's so funny. Look how xenophobic uh, we are. I'm a link right. to China. No, don't click it. They're gonna they're gonna see well, it. We just well, I clicked about it. it. I wasn't I didn't wuss out. I know, but we sound like uh Hello, my, China. my grandfather after World War II, anytime anyone Japanese showed up anywhere, it was like Ooh, uh, I think we get that way as a society. Oh. We've been we've been like I liked the Final Fantasy Dragons. I think that bought me a little forgiveness. <laughs> I wasn't like Scott who only likes American dragons. <laughs> I mean American. I've got Chinese spyware on my system right now. I play Genshin Impact. Yeah, I was gonna say you're being looked at like, right I'm now. cool with it, you know. I'm yeah. I'm not I'm not like <laughs> I just don't like. The, I don't know. Anyways, I get what you're I, yeah, saying. No, no. I'm not no, a fan of the decisions the country makes. I am with you 100. percent In certain places, even saying that would be very, very bad for the person saying that. So yeah, that's yeah. exactly what I hate about it. Right. That's but my I'll feeling. Still play the video games. I agree with you 100. percent Think. Yeah. I think. I don't 100% know. agree with you on that. Just, my whole yeah. point is, I just, you know, there are some also just like cool people. It's like. Uh, the stalker and the Metro games they they come out of like Ukrainian devs and stuff like that. It'd be like us going, don't trust it. There's Russian hackers trying to get your, I, I, it's just too easy for us to <laughs> That's do That's how they voted in our election. Yeah. <laughs> it's all them. All them installs of Metro is how they got that election overturned. <laughs> that's that's where the votes came from. Was was met, they you were the Trump fire board. a gun. You vote for Trump. That's, that's the way it works. It's just every works. gunshot's a yeah. vote. 
which sucks because you got to fire a gun right away in that game. Um, all right. Uh, that's it for the show. And uh, that means it's it for us today. Thank you all for listening. We really, really enjoy doing this show. And if you really enjoy hearing it, here's what we need from you. Head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash core show. Okay. Core show. Someone else had core and did never use it. So we had to do core show. And uh, when you get there, you'll be uh, greeted with all kinds of reasons to sign up, including every episode pre-show gets recorded. And it's usually a big chunk of content that gets put up on that feed uh, for patrons. And that's a great thing. That, among other stuff. So go check it out. Thank you to all of you who support the show now. Uh, It's been growing, and we really, really appreciate it. And uh, we love doing the show. So thank you for being a part of the core family. Uh, in the meantime, send us your emails. Talk to the core at gmail.com. Frogpants.com slash core is our website. Find us on Twitter at core pod, John underscore Jagger, Bo Schwartz, and I'm at Scott Johnson. And uh, come watch us live. We do this on uh, Thursday nights, 5 p.m. Mountain Time. You could be in this cool chat room we've had this whole time if you just would show up here. So One of the best chat rooms we've had. Oh, they're today, amazing. By the way. They're Congrats amazing. To yeah. You guys. yeah, you get the chat room you deserve, and apparently we deserve these guys. So thanks for being here, you guys. We appreciate it. I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, John, any final words before we go? I just want to point out that as we were complimenting the chat room and thanking them and saying that they were the best chat room, the first piece of chat to pop up at that point was somebody in all caps going, shit on me. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> so, Perfect. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. Thanks, chat, for yeah. being you. Yeah, thanks, Bail. Baylel. We appreciate it. Bo, Bo anything Belial. to add? Belial. Or Belial. Yeah. Um, I'll just say my favorite line from my Lion Man character from Final Fantasy XIV. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, the only reason to pick a voice at the beginning of that game. And I, I, agree. I actually really like that character as well. It's the only race I can play in that game. The rest of them drive me nuts. But I like the big yeah. guy. They're cool. Lion Man. They're the closest uh, to Orc. They're pretty close. Know? Yeah, I think that's why. Um, all right, that's it. Thank you all for being here. We'll be back again, like I said, with more next week right here on Core. We'll see you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. This show is part of the Frog oh, Pants Network. I already played that. Network. Get Play more <laughs> I was playing that twice.